Welcome to the Sport Go Deep Show, episode 82. It has just gone past All Hallows Eve, so we are trying to work out the top 13 horror movies of all time. We have Tim on board. How are you, Tim? All good, all good. Enjoyed that action movie podcast last time? Yeah, even though I don't think I got a single vote for, for, for my <laughs> film, but it was fun. Hey, I thought your list was pretty comprehensive. I liked it. I thought you would have got some votes there, but <laughs> nevertheless, man, it was a fun podcast. And Aiden is here as per normal. How are you, bro? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just spent all of October watching some spooky movies. It was great. That's the one. So, yeah, you should be well-versed in, uh, in um, yeah, getting together this list. Top 13 horror movies all time. Um what we're going to do tonight we're going to nominate some of our favorites some worthy horror movies that we think belong in the top 13 and then we'll sort of get down to a to a short list of movies and then we're going to try and work out the top 13 from there so we'll need a majority rules too i think on this one with three of us so two out of the three confirming that it that it definitely goes through into the top 13 so I think there's going to be a few consensus ones at the, right at the top, but other than that, man, this could be wide open. I think with horror, uh, definitely, uh, yeah, quite a wide range. Yeah, really depends on your taste, doesn't it? Really, or how what you think is a good horror and what isn't. Um, yeah, Tim, what any particular genre of horror that appeals to you? I kind of drift towards comedy horror a lot of the time, just because it's fun. And when I'm generally sitting down to watch movies, I just want to chill out and have a good time and not have to think too much. So that's that's a lot of my favorite movies go down go down like that. Yeah, like Shaun of the Dead, you know. Yeah, that's a good pops one. Straight to mind, um, comedy horrors. Zombies play a big part, I think, in comedy horrors for some reason. I suppose yeah, it's so nice. easy to take the piss off, piss out of. Yeah, because they're so stupid and just do dumb shit, and then. They can play off characters doing stupid shit against them, and it just it just works. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, tried and true. Eh? Um, Aiden, how about yourself? What any particular horror yeah. subgenre? Uh, I love. I mean, I have favorites in pretty much every subgenre, but my favorite is probably slashes. Um, yeah, again, they're just really fun. You know, if you want to just see a high body count. <laughs> and don't have to don't have to care too much about the story then yeah slashes are are a lot of fun yeah and i probably lean the other way too i like a bit of a story a bit of a you know a bit of that thriller aspect to it i like you know trying to work out a bit of you know what's going on here what what's behind this you know whether it's a murder or monster or whatever like mm-hmm. what's the reasoning of how how do they get to this place so yeah I'm probably probably the total opposite of yours, Tim. That sounds like way off. too much thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like a good comedy one too. But um yeah, I probably lean to the um the far ends of of, of the subgenres there of horror. So um yeah, I think a lot a lot of horrors suffer from the same that they're trying to recapture a certain movie from the from the past and they try to redo it and it just doesn't work for me. So I'm very picky when it comes to horrors so we might notice that um hopefully i don't rubbish one of your guys high yeah. but i, I don't better not. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
So that that's me. I'm I'm quite picky when it comes to movies. So I, I get rid of movies fast if I don't like them within the first 20, 30 minutes. Unless someone's really recommended it and I'll, I'll stick through. Yeah. I wish I could do that. I've sat through so many shit <laughs> movies just because yeah. I started them. So I felt like I had to finish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll cut it, man. I'll cut it. If it's like ten minutes, I can I can cut it off. But if it's like half an hour, it's like no, I've already invested half an hour. I may as well like I'm (laughs) I'm a third of the way through. I may as well yeah, I may as well finish it off. (laughs) Yeah, Aiden. Um, Aline, to you, man. This was your idea. Um, you're the you're the big movie guy here. Um, I know Tim. You're like definitely get into the movies too. So, um, I'd, I'd say. Tim's actually probably more well versed in horror than I am. I'm a bit of a bit of a rookie when it comes to things like international horror, uh, and and the older older horror like sort of pre pre seventies pre eighties sort of sort of horror. I'm uh, still still working my way into. Yeah, it's it's pretty tough to like. It's quite daunting working your way through that because there's actually like so much pre 80s horror out there and probably 90 mm. percent of it's absolute dog shit so <laughs> you've got to be sort of quite i don't know you need to do a bit of research before you jump in there so you don't just end up watching crap it was a really major genre isn't it coming like in hollywood and and even outside of hollywood but you know the some of the big directors the most famous ones were all horror you know like 50s 60s, even going back to Frankenstein and that in the thirties, it, it's it's been part of movies for a long time, the horror genre. So, well, yeah, you were talking about Christopher Lee, I think, was that maybe before we started Dracula, recording? Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, he his IMDb, he's done hundreds of horror movies, just as Dracula and all sorts, and what was it like Bella Lugosi and guys like that? Just Vincent Price, just Vincent Price. Their yeah. whole career, their whole career is just horror, and just they're pumping out like five movies a year sort of thing and most most of them just low budget crap but it's just there's so much out there yeah it's, it's definitely an interesting genre one i've sort of strayed away from over time but probably because i you know the nostalgia for the classics um but there has been some good ones of recent but yeah aiden i'll um lean to you here mate what uh, yeah what did you always like horror as a like as a kid like, yeah so funnily enough, I um I used to have a TV in my room growing up. I, a, lot, a few kids did. Um, well privileged, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I would have been about uh, I want to say eight when I first saw Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, um, such a good age to watch. Yeah. Movie like <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I'd watch them in in my room with the volume down, so so my parents didn't hear. <laughs> And um, yeah, I loved them. And then I was a little older when I watched uh, The Exorcist. I was about ten, and that to this Ooh. day is still the most scared I've ever been watching a movie. Um, yeah, that was that was terrifying. And yeah, as I got older, you know, like Child's Plays, and I'd see like you know Halloween and and things like that. Like, um, yeah. So as as a kid, I did I watched what i was allowed to watch or what my parents didn't know i watched um <laughs> but then funnily enough as a teenager i sort of went a little bit away from them not through any sort of subconscious decision just yes yeah, you know sort of faded into like action and that kind of thing um and i've I've recently jumped back in 
uh, in the last say five years, like pretty pretty heavily. Nice. Mm, see, I was I was kind of the opposite. I was going to say like, I was I didn't have a TV in my room because my I, I wasn't rich like Aiden, but <laughs> <laughs> but my my parents wouldn't let me watch a lot of violent movies and horror movies and that sort of thing. So I didn't really see much until I was a teenager, and then I was you know could go to the video shop and rent all the different movies and catch up. And so, yeah, I did a lot of catching up on all the horror movies I missed from the 80s and early 90s. I watched all of that sort of when I was a teenager and then never really stopped from, from then on. So, yeah, it's it, there's, I, I have a few holes in in my horror catalog as well, sort of from from that sort of late 80s, early 90s period. But luckily that was sort of not a great time not not exactly the golden age so it's it's not not too bad but yeah i i definitely had some catching up to do yeah like horrors for me was sort of like uh music in general for me like it i thought that sort of died off around that early 2000s they just something happened they uh they weren't it didn't seem to be as good as in my early 20s compared to as a kid but i don't know if that's you know the being a kid and watching those things and they just like cement in your brain you know like first time watching it or something you know like that freaked the shit out of me like as an eight-year-old you know mm. like but um yeah i loved them when i was a kid absolutely loved them. i if i could go around to my mate's house and like their parents are real casual and <laughs> we could get to watch something like it or <laughs> something some of the old men would watch it uh, like on a saturday night i think at 8 30 there was some good ones now and then you could uh, watch those so yeah but they were great growing up and you could always like have one up over your mates like oh yeah i watched child's play have you you know like yeah. i'm the man i've watched child's play or something you know like did you, you see i was it? always on the wrong end of that like my mates had all seen these movies and i'm like oh, fuck, i really want to see that that's bullshit yeah yeah how come you guys get to talk about oh. yeah yeah well it's you're a bit, brag- so cool. bit of a bragging rights thing as a kid eh? like you know what's the most scariest horror you've watched so yeah we had yeah, all... of uh about pennywise and and uh chucky and stuff uh on the playground at school when i yeah as a as a eight nine ten year old i think the first two that stuck out in my brain of horrors that i watched was actually uh gremlins mm-hmm. mm. and but I used to love. I used to think it was funny for some reason. Um, yeah, yeah. Gremlins is a good uh, start. <laughs> Introduction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that one actually, was... when, when you look back at Gremlins, sorry to jump in, You're but right, it's actually a really, really fucking dark movie. Oh, it is. It's like yeah. Phoebe Cates' story about why she doesn't like Christmas. Like, <laughs> and you're just like, this, you know, this, this is a kids' movie. <laughs> She's talking about the chimney. Yeah, it's like what the fuck. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that um, was hilarious. That is dark. Yeah. And then the sequel's incredibly fucked up. Oh, yeah. Just so meta. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's weird. I was going to say, the other one that stood out in my mind was uh, Little Shop of Horrors with, with the plants. Mm. Um, those two must have been the first two I sort of watched. Like Maybe even like I was six or seven when I watched those, but something about them freaked me out, so they got me into them. Yeah, for me, I because I, I wasn't allowed to watch all of the really violent stuff. The ones I so I saw Gremlins and Ghostbusters. Obviously, was oh yeah, sort yeah. of sort of falls into a horror category. I remember it, the 
first started a movie in the library used to freak me out when I was a kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that was sort of all, all I got until I until I got into the real stuff later. <laughs> all right, well let's let's kick into things I think and um yeah, let's get some let some movies up there nominated and if we all agree that we'll have them we'll just make the short list first. We'll see how far we go with this. Like um if we get a consensus like I I think the top thirteen are coming out of this group, we can stop, but I'm not gonna put a limit on it to start. Um Tim, since you're the guest on tonight, mate, um kick things off for you, man. What name a movie that you think belongs in the top thirteen? All right. Well I'll I'll start with my all time favorite horror movie, which is uh Scream from nineteen ninety six, nice. which was one of the first horror movies which I actually got to see pretty close to when it came out. <laughs> that yeah. was I was I was thirteen, so I was I think it was R sixteen then, so I couldn't actually go to the movies for it. But by that stage, I was, I was actually like allowed to rent R-rated movies. And that's, I remember when it came out on video, probably early 1997, I remember getting it straight away and watching it. And <laughs> the, the start of that movie with Drew Barrymore, like mm. when, you don't, when you don't know what's going to happen and you're watching it thinking, oh, Drew Barrymore, okay. You're assuming she's like the star of the, the big movie. Name. Yeah. And then just killing her off like that in the first Kill 15 minutes. You're just like, holy shit! What anything can happen in this movie now, and and it pretty much does. And just it was that was sort of, I don't know if it was the first like really meta horror movie, but I remember it was the first one I'd seen like that, which was fully just like taking the piss out of all the stupid shit that happens in all these horror movies. And you're just like, I didn't realize you could do that. That's that's awesome. Like that's all the stuff you'd be talking about, like all the dumb things people do in these movies, and they're actually commenting on it and. Oh, it's just so good, and I've, I'm. It's probably the horror movie I've watched the most times as well. Like I've seen it so many times, and it still holds up all every time. It's just a brilliant, brilliant movie. It's so, sort of I, like it's sort of like the sums up that whole '90s era, hey? Like it's it's such a '90s movie. Like mm. <laughs> for some reason, it like can sum up that whole. I don't know that it's got a bit of pop culture in it, you know, like, you know, there's like Neve Campbell and those got um, actresses and actors like that. Just something about it. it just scream, like, you know, screams, <laughs> screams 90s to be this movie. Well, it was written by the guy who made Dawson's Creek, which I mean, is like pretty much the 90s TV show when you think I of actually, that period. So, I did not know that. Yeah. So that's, it's Kevin, Kevin Williamson. Yeah. Yeah, huh. and obviously Wes Craven, who's like, yeah. I mean, by that stage oh, he was yeah. fully fully established as just master of horror. Like, yeah. so it just, yeah, I guess just '96. That was sort of a couple of years after Clerks came out, so it was fully that Kevin Smith, Quentin Tarantino kind of time when pop culture references were all strewn through movies, and it just kind of followed on from that. But did it with horror movies and did it really really well like with um jamie kennedy's character was sort of the perfect sort of <laughs> he, he did just did that so well just tying it all together and explaining all the rules which had never you like i mean they're obviously all there all these rules but no one had ever sort of articulated it before about about all the different things and reasons why people get killed in these movies and it was just it was just really clever and i think it just hadn't been done before and it hasn't been done that well since even though lots of lots of movies have tried 
Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just real quick, Tim. Do are you mm. looking forward to the new one that's coming out next? Yeah, year? I am. I thought I actually thought Scream Four, which well, that's about ten years old now. I thought that was actually really good. That's the and only I one t- I haven't seen. The Scream. Yeah. And see, I was actually disappointed because I I believe that was supposed to be the start of like another trilogy, and it didn't mm. quite do well enough. And I was quite disappointed about that. So I'm pretty stoked that they're bringing it back again. Although it'll be interesting to see how it goes without Wes Craven around anymore. But yeah, I, I, mean, I actually can't. It's because it, I think it's a full reboot because it's literally just called Scream rather than Scream Five. Mm. Um, or no, it's not a reboot because it's got all the returning returning cast. Anyway, well, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette are all all. Yeah, returning. and it um, doesn't seem like they're retconning any of the previous stuff i think it's no. just sort of carrying on so yeah although in saying yeah. that i guess that's the trend with with horror movies is having a, a sequel years later with the same name so halloween did it Candyman mm. did it so mm. yeah uh, but the directors i haven't heard of them before oh they did um ready or not from a couple of years ago yeah yeah so that that's actually a really good movie and i think that when i when i found out they were doing it, it sort of could see the movies in pretty good hands and they they know horror so i think it's it should be pretty yeah pretty it's, it's always a bit concerning when you get a horror release in january because that's when they chuck the shit in there but yeah, yeah. I, it's <laughs> from from everything i've heard like i like um i i avoided the trailer because trailers tend to get a bit spoilery these days so i kind of avoided it because i want to go in um like fresh but no i'm uh, the same i haven't i haven't seen the trailer either yeah, I think but, for me, for me, if I already want to see a movie, then I don't need to see the trailer because yeah, all yeah, it's yeah. going to do is ruin it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but from everything I've heard from a lot of like, there's a lot of Scream fans, and pretty much everyone's saying it sounds like it's going to be good. So yeah, hopefully it uh, lives up to that. Also, um, uh, Wes Craven did a movie two years prior to Scream, uh, New Nightmare, which sort yes, of uh, that, tested that's true, the. That. the tested the waters for for a movie like this making it really meta yeah well that was actually that i didn't think it quite worked new nightmare but it's a very cool idea having like the actress actors and actresses from the nightmare on elm street movies playing themselves and then getting picked off in real life like that was i think it's a better idea than the actual movie but yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool Yeah, looks looks like he yeah ironed out the kinks and then uh, yeah nailed it with screen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think I think Kevin Williamson was is actually he wrote I don't know he just understood teenagers as well, which kind of yeah he actually and... also wrote um the show that my missus loves, The Vampire Diaries. He created that mm. as well, oh, and that show that show's been going like ten or eleven years, like hugely successful. Yeah, because they got like spinoffs and shit. My daughter's into that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nelly, Nelly loves it. Like my missus, she loves it. Uh, I've never actually seen it. Yeah, you don't want to. Uh, he actually, <laughs> so he also wrote The Faculty, which is um, I what another one I haven't gotten to, but a pretty highly praised Robert Rodriguez horror. That's and, a really fun movie. That's yeah. that's another one of my my favorites. It's got yeah, it's another very of that era movie, but yeah, it's. It's like aliens, for, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically the premise is what if all of the teachers at my school were aliens? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's just as bad as it Rodriguez, sounds. Oh, no, not one of his first movies, but one of his earlier movies. Because this is after From Dust Till Dawn. 
yeah, I mean, it's, he'd already done Desperado and Dust yeah. Till Dawn, and he sort of established himself as making batshit movies and just yeah. kept it going. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got no qualms with um, Scream being on the shortlist. I think it's it's great. I I I need to. I'm going to rewatch the whole lot uh, before the new one comes out. But it's so it's been a few years since I've seen it. But it's yeah, it's iconic for a reason. Yeah. yeah. It's it's, only, think, it's think, a must. I think Scream Two's pretty good as well, and then Scream Three falls up a cliff a bit. <laughs> but the first couple are really good. You had yeah. to watch it back then, because yeah, thirteen. We're all around the same age. You just had to watch Scream. Yeah, you had to watch. Scream I just remember too. seeing seeing the trailer and just being like, "Holy shit, this is exactly my kind of movie," <laughs> and it was. Scream Two, I enjoy because Jada Pinkett Smith gets. Me. <laughs> She's not a very pleasant person, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fun to see. But yeah, the cast for two is even more impressive than one. I don't want to get too sidetracked, but Well so you, you can nominate it here if you want to. No, no I'm not gonna do that. But <laughs> in, in, unless there's you know, it, it depends how highly I value Jada Pinkett Smith being murdered. But um apart from the main three, you've got like Jerry O'Connell, aka the fat one from Stand By Me, uh Timothy Oliphant. Sarah Michelle Geller, Liv Schreiber, uh, Jada Pinkett, uh, Omar Epps. He's the one he gets stabbed through the glory hole. Is that right? What I believe that? that's that's right. He's sticking sticking his ear up yeah, to yeah. hear what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh Portia De Rossi, Heather Graham, uh Joshua Jackson, Tori Spelling, Luke Wilson, Selma Blair. Like the cast is insane for screen two. Yeah. No, it's I mean, because they had the whole movie within a movie thing going as well. So yeah. there was just so many opportunities yeah. to bring people in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sweet. No, it's pretty um, stacked. Yeah, man. Uh, Aiden, let, let's get a nomination from you. All right. Um, I'm going to keep it in the horror. Uh, the, sorry, the horror. Of course, I'm going to keep Hopefully. it in the Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it in the slasher subgenre, and I'm going to go with the one that started it all. I'm going with Halloween, the original. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, iconic villain, uh, very small budget. Um, famously, the the mask for Michael Myers is literally just a, a William Shatner mask with turned inside out and painted white. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and <laughs> so fun fact, the, the reason in the sequels the masks all look way different is because they stopped making the specific mask and they could never find one that looked the same. So that's why all his masks look sort of more more and more shit as the movies get on. Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis star making performance. Um, you know, the daughter of a horror icon, uh, Janet Lee from, from Psycho. Uh, John Carpenter, one of my favorite directors. He also wrote this, the composed the music for it, which is, you know, one mm. of the more iconic, um, movie scores. And he, he did it in just like five days, just smashed it out. Um, yeah, I, it just it it doesn't even have that high of a body count. I think what it does so well is that it makes you wait for things to happen and it just builds up the tension. Like you see him, you know, going walking slowly, driving the car and shit like that, and you know shit's about to go down, but you just don't know when. And uh, yeah, when it finally does it, it yeah, it's great. That's the true success of a good horror, isn't it? When it can just nail you. Like just a surprise, yeah. like 
it just gets you on the edge of the seat and it just hits you right when you not least expect but you know it's um it's yeah it's a classic element of horror i think that's something that's a bit missing now with a, a lot of horror movies and just movies in Scripted. general they just they just don't have the patience <clears throat> that the yes. movies used to have that you'd take the time to build up to things now it's just bam shit's just <laughs> it's the fan straight away just, like uh yeah let's let's yeah. get it to this right away oh good so, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. It, 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 it's yeah, it, it, the very few horror movies, um, you know, take the time, especially something unproven. Like, it is a pretty risky, uh, risky sort of play to like, let's make this horror movie, but let's make nothing happen for the first sort of hour, hour and a half. I mean, obviously mm. the sister gets murdered right at the start, but, um, other than that, no, sorry, the first hour, not hour and a half. That's the whole movie. But like, for the first <laughs> hour, apart from the, the sister being killed right at the start by, um, young michael um like nothing happens it's all just building and building and building to the final half an hour where it's just insanity so many good movies are built like that though i just that yeah 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 like like it's uh, in there like tim said the um more recent ones they you know they don't they don't blue ball you they they make (laughs) you just you know splurge your load immediately yeah yeah it's quite a risky strategy, though, because if you're going to do that, you have to have characters that people care about. Because there's nothing yeah. worse than being mm. stuck with a movie with these people you don't give a shit about, and you're just basically rooting for them to get murdered. And you're just like, "Come on, hurry up! We need yeah, to see yeah, this yeah. person die," <laughs> which is which is some happens with some movies these days. Yeah, it was like when I was saying before, like when I started going off horror movies in the early 2000s, Final Destination. Like, I hated it. <laughs> Oh. I totally, I hated it, man. Like, but that's, that, a, that's a that's a take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a take. Uh, here, I'm already straight into it. I'm gonna <laughs> be ripping some of you guys' picks. But that was the whole thing. Like, you just knew what was going to happen. You can tell the title. It was, yeah, it, there was no suspense to me. It's um, that's when horror started. Oh, going see, I, I, I gotta say, with Final Destination, it's there's so much suspense because the kills never happened when you thought they were going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Like there's the classic mm. one with the guy in the kitchen. He drops his ring into the um, yes. waste disposal. He's sticking his hand in there, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Now the waste disposal's gonna go off, and then, and then all this shit happens, and he doesn't die. And then he goes down the fire escape, slips on some spaghetti, and gets impaled through his eye, which is like totally didn't see that coming. Like it's yeah, just the, pretty creative stuff. Yeah, but another the, one. The first one, the first one. Yeah, but like after that, you know. I think it's the third one where uh, someone goes to the dentist as well. That's the second one. Oh, second one. Yeah, they go to the dentist. Pain of, like, pain of glass. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, when's it going to happen? And then it's like they leave. It's like, oh, it's not going to happen. And then, yeah, pain of glass comes from nowhere and crushes them. I remember, <laughs> like, rewinding and playing that in slow motion. Like, just watch it. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, that's yeah. the one as well with the big car crash and the, the, the person survives and no, the logs at the at the start but with the car crash and then the person gets killed by the airbag and smashes their head back for a pipe yeah it just didn't do it for me it just didn't do it but that's not my style of horror um, yeah, I, I love that shit <laughs> well do you well let's quickly do you want to nominate it here well, it sounds like there's not much point nominating. <laughs> no, well, you guys can overrule me. That's fine. If you do want to nominate it, mate. Just while I just we're think, talking about it here. 
I just think from the sheer creativity of of those, especially the first one, but I mean, even even a couple of the sequels are pretty good. It's just, that was just so original, like having, I mean, it's kind of a slasher movie with, I guess, the death as the as the killer, but it's not, <laughs> it's just people just getting killed in really creative ways. And it's, it, it just, it's pretty rare. Like I think you were saying before, yeah. like so many horror movies just rip off the ones before them. And that was just a completely original movie. And, yeah, I do give it that. I do fun. give it that. Yeah. Oh, well, let's write it on the shortlist. The first one? You want to put down the first one? I mean, I think you kind of have to. I think I yeah. think yep. any of the first three are all good, but the first one, just from the originality point of view, deserves deserves some consideration, I think. Yeah. No, I'll also cool. say, I'm not nominating it, but I think uh, the fifth one, which is the, the final one, apparently they're making a new one. Yeah. Um, but the, the final the one... Ending is is really like it ties the whole thing together really well and it's better than any fifth movie in a horror franchise really <laughs> should be yeah and you don't realize that it's a prequel until the final scene yeah and you're just yeah. like holy fuck yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, it's really well done the the fifth yeah one. that's so um, well I done think the only one i didn't like was the fourth one i thought the fourth one was really bad is the fourth one the one that starts at the nascar race Oh, I hated that one, so. whatever one that one was. I believe it was. Oh, there was one of those yeah. movies, 10 minutes and I'm out. There was one of them. <laughs> I was just yeah. out on that NASCAR one. I'm like, nah, this is just stupid. Yeah, because you had the plane in the yeah, first one. one and is, the, yeah. the, then the second one is the, which I think is the most spectacular, like, initial kill thing with the logging truck with yeah. the whole big train. I still... <laughs> To this day, when I drive behind a logging truck, I think of Final Destination too. Oh, I think everybody does. It's impossible not to. Yeah, my missus does, and she doesn't even like horror movies. Yeah, I think I, I, think I made her watch these with me. <laughs> and then there's the fucking the roller coaster in the third one, which oh, yeah, is okay. that I I still think about that when I go on roller coasters as well. Just like <laughs> shit could so easily go wrong. All right, but, well, yeah. I'm gonna so we'll jot we'll jot down the first one. Um, yeah. first one's got to go in the short. I'm just gonna go straight to probably my oh, it's probably my all-time favorite horror movie. It's pretty maybe obvious. Um, yeah, The Shining. I think it no, just nice. I don't need to say much more really. Um, you know, here's Johnny, the Red Rum, the different elements too, like that it brings in, like at the actual living threat. Plus all the supernatural stuff on top of it too. So yeah, um, and that elevators, you know, for the blood and shit coming yeah down the the corridor, man. Just that was just fucked up watching that as a kid. On this, like, oh yeah. shit, uh, twins in the hallway. Yeah, the fucking old lady in the bath. That is the yeah. fucking bit that's just yeah. burned into my brain. It's fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> it's almost like uh, Jack Nicholson was like the the. You know, he wasn't the scariest part, even though, you know, he's the final act sort of thing. Like, mm. yeah, just a, such a good movie. They just, yeah, kept me on the edge of my seat the whole whole time I watched that one. I could I could sit down and watch that any time, that one. So, yeah. The Have you watched, did you watch the sequel that came out, like, in the last couple uh, of years? No, Aiden Dr. has to sleep. It's so yeah. fucking good. It's way better than it has any right to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um. Yeah, I watched the the director's cut as well. So there's like an extra half an hour in there. 
um mm. yeah I, I just yeah i love the story of that one like it, it it's a sequel but you don't really have to have seen the shining as well um and it's also just it was so risky doing dr sleep which it could have you know hurt the shining's legacy if it was like really horrendous yeah uh, yeah but that director mike flanagan he's i've seen a few of his movies and he's he's one of my favorite horror directors working at the moment i actually haven't seen any of his he does the netflix shows the hall uh uh what the haunting House, of hill the, house hun- and Bly Manor. Hun- yeah yeah and, then and there midnight, was the, mass midnight mass yeah so he's done all them i haven't seen any of them but i love his movies that i've seen but yeah he's he's um one of the better horror directors working at the moment yeah he's he's good fun actually <laughs> yeah um but yeah no the shining it's a classic i don't i don't know what yeah. else you need to, yeah. need to really you add don't it's, need to say much more, more yeah, about yeah. it really no, fucking fucking incredible the first I mean, time but I that's one of those it. ones where this thing Stanley Kubrick, like mm. fucking all time great director making a horror movie and taking yeah. it seriously and like that's that's just cool when, when that happens and it's it's yeah. like le- legit good good stuff. <laughs> yeah. The um the one of my it, it's actually one of my favorite camera shots of any movie ever is the the long shot with the with him riding the trike through the through the mm. hallway. And, you know, yeah, the, yeah. Difference, like when it goes off the carpet onto the wood floor and shit, like just, just such a great fucking shot, man. Like getting into the you know filmmaking side of things, but it just so good. Um, no, man, there's, so many, there's so many good stories about the making of that movie with Kubrick just being an absolute psycho. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. adds to it, eh? Just yeah. builds yeah. it into the into the actual movie itself. Because he basically drove Shelley Duvall insane, yeah, for the sake of the purpose. movie. Like he was, he was an actual like prick to her. Um, apparently, wouldn't let her eat or shit like that. Like, <laughs> so like just basically drove her to the brink of insanity to help with her character. <laughs> Psychopathic shit. Yeah, well, I mean, he basically did the same thing with um Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Like, broke up their marriage on purpose to. <laughs> For the sake of his movie, when he was doing the eyes wide shut, like oh, the yeah. dude's just, yeah, not Yeah, do what you, you know, do what you do for your for your art, but yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> psycho psychopathic tendencies, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, Tim, what do you want to nominate? Back to me again. All right, I will go with. Uh, I have to go with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Go with another big oh, one. Nice. Yeah. Like that's it's. I think that's another one that's does. You don't need to say to say much, but it's just says it in the up, title. Fucked it. <laughs> yeah. It, well, the thing is, it does say it in the title, but then I remember. I think this is one. I this is one of the ones I saw when I was like fifteen, and me and me and my mate rented it, and we were thinking like. All right, lots of blood and guts, people getting murdered with chainsaws, and there's yeah. a surprising lack of people getting murdered mm. with chainsaws in the movie. Mm. <laughs> it's a very misleading title, but it's it's actually the stuff that goes on in that movie is more fucked up than if it was just a chainsaw massacre. Right, like, and yeah. there's the the scene with the girl being put onto the meat hook is just oh. Like that's you feel that when you're watching it. Like that, that's the one that really st- sticks with me. This is rough. It's rough, as. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one, uh, this was one of the ones that, um, uh, again, like we talked about the patience thing. 
Like this is mm. this is another one like that where you know like it he it's it's shows you don't need a high body count and and lots of gore to make a scary movie. Like it, mm. it's just the it's a it's an atmosphere thing and he he makes it what he does is he makes it really realistic. Like this yeah. is one that I mean you'd, obviously you'd have to be really unlucky, but this is one that could actually happen. You no, know, that's like, the thing, oh, yeah, and I you can put a, yourselves in a, the shoes of yeah. those characters really easily. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, I I I love this one as well. I've actually no, I haven't seen any of the sequels. Now I think about it, I've heard the second one is like a a comedy, and it's really yeah. strange. Um, it is really I, strange, but yeah. it's worth watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But apparently, a lot of the sequels apparently are completely dog shit, which has probably put me off. But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check out the second one because that's also Toby Hooper. Yeah, and then after that, it gets pretty <laughs> rough, and there's and there's a lot of like remakes as well. There's not yeah, they're more like there's one with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger before yeah. they were famous. It's <laughs> like, amazing. Which is, it's it's not it's not good. And then there's <laughs> one I think I think it's Jessica Beale is in yes. another one that they yep. they redid, which that, that one wasn't too bad. That was all right, but. Yeah, they just keep on sort of trying to recapture it. And I think the whole low-budget griminess of the original as well, really, just there's just something creepy about it as well. As well. Like when you have like the bigger budget and all of the, I don't know, high production values and stuff, it's just not as scary. Whereas, yeah. No, like, like you said, this, this one just feels real. Yeah. And I mean, because it's all practical effects and it's just everything done on the cheap so everything was basically real so it's yeah it just makes it creepy as hell um so i just read that they're making another one yeah it doesn't surprise me yeah and it looks like it's doing the same thing that we talked about with halloween and Candyman and scream where it's the same name as the first one but it's a sequel to the first one okay because there was was one called there was one called leatherface which came out a couple of years ago like yeah that was a that was a prequel one yeah, they just keep on pumping this out. This one's just called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it's set uh, in 2021. Okay. And so apparently Leatherface is a 60-year-old, and he's he's back, apparently. So he's fucked off from COVID, and he's... Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to get too excited about it. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, not too too phased on that one to be honest. <laughs> the original, yeah, no, the original sure. classic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, talking talking about the the upcoming sequels. Not too fussed on it. The original is a classic. Aiden, your turn for a nomination. All right. Uh, I want to go a little. I want to go um, a body horror route here. I'm going to stick with John Carpenter. I'm going with. From 1982, The Thing. Mm. Yeah. Sci-fi horror. Um, one of the best atmospheric horrors. Uh, you know, a group of, of uh, scientists are, are locked in... Uh, uh, it's stuck in Antarctica. And um, one of them is basically a monster in, in hiding. And it's just a, it's a tension thing like, oh, is he is he the thing? Is, the, is he the thing? And you know, as the whole time it keeps you guessing until there's a reveal. This is another one that uses patience and builds up tension. 
uh, and they reveal about, I think it's about halfway through with one of the best jump scares in a horror movie um, <laughs> uh, where, they, where they test the blood. It's just fucking really well done. Um, really awesome practical effects as well. Like that hold up to this day. Um, just, yeah, the, the actual thing when you first see it is just so creepy looking. Um, yeah, another great score. This one wasn't actually done by Carpenter. He did most of his own scores, but this one was done by uh, uh, Ennio Morricone, who, um, famous Western composer, uh, did like the, the Man With No Name trilogy, the Clint Eastwood one. I never realized he did the, the score for this one. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Keith David. Oh, Kurt Russell's the lead. David. Love Keith David. But, yeah, great cast. It's not the scariest movie, but it is. It'll keep you guessing the whole time because you're wondering who the who the thing is, and even the ending is quite ambiguous too. So yeah, no, I I love it. It's <clears throat> one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool one, and that's, yeah, it's like you say, it, it's just the whole keeping you guessing and not knowing who the actual thing is for most of the movies. Just that's that's it's like it's a different kind of mystery because all the all yeah. the characters are there but yeah it's it's that's cool <laughs> and the, the the remake of that one was actually quite good as well i don't know if you saw that i think it was about 2011 ah, that's the 2011 one eh? it's a, it's yeah a prequel. Um, yeah i've seen i've seen bits of it i haven't sat down and watched the whole thing um what upset me about that one is they ditched all the practical effects they'd actually made yeah. the monster and then the studio's like, no, we want CGI. And then the CGI looks shit. Uh, yeah, that that was not ideal. Um, That's the thing. Yeah, Practical the, effects are just so much better than yeah, than CGI absolutely. when you can when you can do them, and so much, especially for horror movies, so much creepier as well. Right. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. Yeah, CGI has a, a habit of of aging pretty poorly, unless it's like you know only the best of the best seems to age well. Mm. But yeah, no. Nah, practical is always the way to go, especially with horror. So yeah, but that yeah, that prequel has a really good cast too. That's uh, um yeah, I need to I need to sit down and watch the whole thing. But yeah, no, the the original, although technically not original, because the original's the thing from another world from like the fifties. Yeah. Um, which actually is playing on the TV in in Halloween. Oh, <laughs> nice little tribute there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's a classic. Have you seen this right. one, Carl? No, I actually haven't seen the thing. Uh, but I, what I've, I I recommend it. Yeah, I've read about like I've seen it's highly rated, so yeah, yeah. It's on my good good sure. story, good atmosphere. Um, yeah, I I think it's one you'll actually do. Yeah, especially yeah. if you like Kurt Russell because he oh, fucking yeah. rocks a beautiful head of hair in this one. Man. <laughs> uh, Kurt Russell's a legend. Yeah, yeah, it's Snake Plissken era Kurt Russell, just yeah. badass. Good looking dude. <laughs> um, Roy, I'm gonna nominate a classic. Uh, speaking of, you know, practical effects, this is this had some uh, back in 1973. The Exorcist, mm-hmm. probably one of the scariest movies I watched when I was a kid. For me, just the whole religious part of it too, just freaks the shit out of you. Like, yeah, there's just something to it. I don't know, it's just, yeah, so well done, eh? The Exorcist, like, all the elements of a good horror are there. Um, and, yeah, 
and just the head spinning thing, man. Just I don't I don't even know if that was the freakiest part of it, but it was so well done as a kid watching it, even though that would have been like nearly twenty years later. But it was still so so freaking freaky. Um, yeah, I don't know much more to say, but it's just it's probably the classic horror for me. Like that and The Shining, they're the first two movies I think of when it comes to horror. So yeah, yeah. The Exorcist. I think it has yeah, to be in this. Yeah, this is this is one of the like I said earlier. I watched it way too young and it scared the shit out of me. And it, it's by far the most scared I've ever been watching a <laughs> horror movie. Um, yeah, great performance from uh, Max von von. I don't know how to is it is it Cido Cido uh, Swedish actor. Yes, yeah, Cido. Um, who yeah he appeared in a lot of a lot of things. Um, who did and, he play in that one? He's he was the he was the priest. Oh, he's the priest. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. Uh, I remember him from Game of Thrones as well. Um, a yeah, great performance from him, uh, and also uh, Linda Blair. Like, yeah, what was she? She would have actually been like twelve yeah. or thirteen when she filmed mm. this, and had to do some pretty heavy shit. Yeah, I think that's uh, the crazy thing about it. Like, they went all in. Like, they didn't yeah. hold back on oh, anything yeah. in this movie. Like, the fucking shit, just like. It comes out of her mouth and she's fucking yeah, masturbating the, the crucifix and yeah the crucifix scene yeah all sorts of yeah, shit man, like it was just <laughs> <laughs> that was it was all in like it yeah. Was, yeah it just yeah it, it was no hold. but yeah, I like I like that little saying there Tim all in it was all in for sure <laughs> life was definitely all yeah my problem uh, my problem I don't like I agree that it's a brilliant movie but my problem with The Exorcist was I didn't see it until I was probably my early 20s so i mean i heard all about it and built up built up built up scariest yeah. movie ever da, 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 da. and i mean it was it was really good but i didn't get that experience that you guys got where i was like scared shitless when i saw it as a kid yeah. or anything i was just like oh yeah I, I see why everyone likes this this is cool but it didn't yeah. have the the massive impact on me which sucks because yeah so i think i feel, I feel is, like i missed out <laughs> yeah i think the lesson is watch the exorcist as a child <laughs> definitely for the, for, the, for the desired effects um <laughs> interestingly so the director william friedkin he we were talking about guys who didn't really direct horror but then did a horror movie uh before with kubrick um and he went from the french connection to, oh, to the know. exorcist and the french the french connection won like pretty much all the oscars it was you know very well celebrated um action thriller cop movie with gene hackman and then yeah he went from that into straight into a horror movie uh yeah so uh, yeah another example of nailed it yeah yeah i think around that time horror didn't kind of have the stigma yet that it would get in the 80s because you had like roman polanski with rosemary's baby as well mm, and yeah all these big directors would make horror movies and it was just another genre and mm. then i think in the 80s with all of the sequels and just churning out loads of shit then suddenly mm. horror was a bit of a yeah, bit low brow like, sort of thing. So, oh, yeah. yes, everyone kind of stayed away away from it. And I guess just, it's just it's kind of getting guys. Yeah, now it's kind right. of getting back to away from that now a bit with like yeah, um, Get Out and movies like that actually getting awards recognition. But yeah, it took took a long time. <laughs> yeah, just on a side tangent here oh, too, not. through through the eighties, like um, all the metal, heavy metal music coming out, and there was a big. You know, the early 80s was a real tough time in society. Like, 
for the economy across the world and things like that. And there was a real sort of going back to the occult. And I think like um, series like True Detective 3 try to bring that up. And, and horror might have just sort of died. It didn't really have that prestige maybe that it had earlier. And mm. uh, yeah, maybe that's why the bigger directors sort of stayed away from it getting into the 80s. And it was more sort of that B grade type maybe going into I, there. But there was a really big thing about the cult in the 80s. Yeah, I think a big thing in the 80s was um, the whole uh, VHS and video video sort thing. So mm. it, that became, I, I don't know, horror movies kind of just were a big part of that. And they were just churning out all these cheap sequels to all these movies and just, <laughs> I don't know, putting them, filling up video stores with all this stuff. and. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Just, I've I've gone off on a tangent, but it's just all surprising. Oh, right, <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Well, before I wait, Tim, you can chuck up another one there, mate. Oh, all right. Oh, where do I want to go? I got seven so far. Yeah, I am gonna go with another sort of late seventies movie and go with Carrie. Which is uh, obviously another another Stephen King, yep. Stephen mm. King film directed by another sort of yeah biggest director Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma. And this this was another one of those movies that I I'll say it again like really went all in like the one of the first scenes in the movies when Carrie's in the in the shower in the girls' locker room and gets her period, and it's pretty fucking graphic. <laughs> I remember watching that. I was like, going, Jesus, they're fucking showing that. And like, <laughs> yeah, it was then just from there. It's, it's, it's a pretty messed up movie, but it's just, it's, it's just a good story as well. Like the whole evil, really religious mum who's much more evil than any of the other characters in the movie. And then just the whole ending at the school dance where fucking shit goes down. Like it's, Blood. yeah. Yeah. And it's just that's it's just a cool movie. Like the seven seventies, just and once again, all practical effects and that with um actual actual, well, just lots and lots and lots of blood. What was it? Fucking corn syrup or whatever. But yeah, I think that's it, what it was. Yeah, but it just looked it just looked really good, and it's just yeah, it's just a cool movie that really sticks with me, and really good performances too. Like um, Sissy Spacek, yeah, she just. Really, really good, good actress and early, early John Travolta. It's just, yeah, oh, that's right. very, very cool movie. Mm, yeah, this one I haven't seen this one in a long time, so I don't remember a lot about it. But I do, obviously, the uh, yeah, the 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 main shit, the the ending, is is the big part that sticks with me. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah, have I don't have too much to add, but it definitely uh, in terms of the the lexicon of, of horror movies. It's 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 an important important part of it. I yeah, remember I just not being it... allowed to watch this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty it's got a bit of everything. There's all the nudity and violence and just religious subtext and it's yeah, I I don't know, I just I just kinda like movies that criticize religion. I <laughs> I don't I'm I don't know where that comes from, but I just that was just the thing that the religious mother was the worst character in the whole movie when you got a lot of the characters are complete pieces of shit, but it's the mum that basically drives her over the top and 
<laughs> leads to her killing half her classmates. <laughs> yeah, but and, te- and telekinesis—that's just not a thing. That's I feel like that could be in more movies. Telekinesis is just a cool, a cool thing. Like there was, yeah, um, it's it's not really anymore anyway. Like there was, did you see the movie Chronicle, which about five years ago? Yeah, which yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that had found Yeah, like that that had a bit of telekinesis in there, but it's just not something that's in enough movies. I think it could be used a lot more. <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Right, yes. so they have to watch like Yeah, but I mean. It's a fucking scary thing, like when it's in the wrong hand. So I think it definitely works in a horror movie. For sure. Good nomination there, mate. Uh, Aiden, hmm. are you gonna put up? Um, now I, uh, I was I was going to go a different direction here, but mentioning Stephen King and also the religious fanatic being an antagonist uh, reminded me of a different movie that I. Um, I don't know if it's going to get in, but I kind of want to, at the very least, I just want to talk about it. Um, It's from 2007, directed by Frank Darabont, written based on a book by Stephen King. It's uh, The Mist. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, this is another one where, I mean, actually pretty relevant to today's times. I don't want to get too political with the shit that's going on today, (laughs) but, you know, a religious fanatic starts saying some shit about what's outside the supermarket and then develops a dangerous cult following that ends up killing people and like it, it yeah i mean maybe not the murder part is, is relevant but uh yes you know someone <laughs> just saying some shit that may or may not be true and people just jumping on the word and um you know willing to get aggressive about the word um i think is is very relevant today uh also just the the way this movie looks is incredible um it's another one that holds up and this has one i'm not going to spoil the ending but it has one of the best gut punch endings to any movie i've ever seen yeah that is a fucking rough ending yeah (laughs) it's completely fucked but it just so like i don't mind a gut punch ending if it's executed well and that was executed perfectly have you heard the story about Frank Darabont and the ending with the studio? No. I, so did basic, he, he, he fought for the ending, right? He fought for the ending, and the studio yeah. cut his budget in half because he wouldn't go with the ending that they wanted, and he stuck to his guns <laughs> and like made the movie for... He couldn't do a whole lot of effects he wanted the in budget. the movie. Yeah. yeah, and that's why there's not as much of the creatures and yeah. whatnot, and it's more in the supermarket. But yeah, it, it was worth it because that ending is... That's one that yeah. sticks with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, fucking yeah. studios need to stay the fuck out, especially yeah, of horror movies. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's something Frank Darabont does is that he sticks to his guns. He, he doesn't care about being liked. Um, probably the reason he's only directed three movies and then he did the first season of The Walking Dead and then got fired off that as well. Yeah. He created the show and got fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... Uh, um, you know, but I, I respect someone that, you know, will stick to their guns and doesn't give a shit if, you know, it ruins their career, like they want their vision. Um, think like Fincher did it as well as going off on a little tangent. Fincher did it with Alien 3. Um, mm. His first feature film, walked off the set, you know, thought he would never work again uh, doing movies and went into a main know, was resigned, resigned to the fact that he was going to direct video, uh, music videos for the rest of his life. Um, but 
didn't want to compromise his vision. So, like, yeah, no, I always respect things like that. Um, and I think him sticking to his guns um, helped helped the movie uh, for for the for the better because um, that ending is yeah, it, like you said, it, it it lasts, it sticks with you. You know, the other thing about that is that basically the movie's kind of got like a cult following now because the studio basically just dumped it. Like they, it didn't get yeah. any marketing or anything. So it wasn't like a, a big movie, but I think especially because of the ending and people being like, holy shit, you've got to see this. It's yeah. kind of word of mouth. In fact, it's kind of, it's spread. And I think a lot, a lot of people have, have seen it now. Cool. Yeah. Ah, not too surprising. The studio that was interfering was old, uh, old fucking Weinstein. Shock. Um, <laughs> Right, I'm going to go with another classic, as I've nominated before. Um, this one is sci-fi one, one of the recent rewatches that we've done. I'm going yeah. the original Alien. Yeah, nice. Got to do it. Got to do it. Um, it's just the whole the settings, like finding the the spacecraft, the actual craft itself, the score. Man, I just I loved rewatching this and obviously it came out as my favorite out of all the aliens mm-hmm. franchise too it's it's just a great movie it's just going to stand the test of time practical effects again and yeah this the suspense building up when's this thing going to happen like yeah it, it's just so well done um i just love the score and the settings in this in this movie um yeah yeah, great acting it, in it too. It's, yeah, uh, it's it's one of the it's an again like we we've talked about it already like but it, it's patience like the, <clears throat> the xenomorph doesn't show up until what halfway through, at mm. least about halfway. Yep. Yeah, like that you know they don't even get on the planet for the first fucking twenty twenty five minutes. It's just um you know developing the characters. Um, yeah, and xenomorph one of one of the coolest like uh movie creatures movie monsters. Um, in existence very cool design uh yeah this is this is one of my favorite horror movies as well um i showed it to my to my son who's now 13 but at the time was 12 and he loved it as well it's kind of standard test of time eh? this movie yeah 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 and i think the other cool thing is it's just there's just one alien as well and that's that's creepy enough like yeah i mean as, as all the sequels went on they just fucking upped and upped and upped the number of aliens but you only fucking need one. Like, that is scary as shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. But so where, where do you guys stand on the rest of the Alien movies, whether they're horror movies or not? Uh, I, no, two definitely isn't. Aliens. I, yeah, I don't feel like any of them really after yeah. that. Covenant. <laughs> like, I think Covenant counts. Mm. Covenant's got elements of it, eh? Yeah. That haunting is a bit of a... Yeah, like, with um did Reznor have Trent Reznor have anything to do with that score? Just some um you know how he's with Fincher, he's got that I know he works with Fincher a lot. He's got that haunting sound. Oh yeah, yeah. And um yeah, Covenant and Prometheus too had a bit of horror elements to it, but not nothing, nothing like the first one. Number two was just a out and out action movie. It was an action, action sci fi. Even though, uh, just when you we were talking about the uh, shining, um, on the track there, how you know how they yep. do that in Aliens, and yeah. they first go to the the outpost there, yeah, for the yeah. tribute. Um, they remind me of that too. 
Because um, yeah, I think that, oh, sorry, I was just going to say the Ringer did their ranking was a couple of weeks back of the top horror franchises. And I think they had Alien, the Alien franchise at number two as a horror franchise. And they just mm. that bugged me. I was like, I'll go sci fi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd call it a sci-fi franchise. The the like the first one is absolutely a horror. Yeah, um, I'd yeah, I, I'd say three has some elements of a horror. Yeah, um, but I wouldn't call it a full horror. It's definitely a sci-fi. Um, and then I think Covenant is is the closest to a horror after the original. Um, yeah, well, Covenant's kind of like a slashery yeah, premise yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. kind of but, to it. So. Yeah, you got you got five movies and only two of them are horror. You can't call it a horror franchise. Yeah, no, that was my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, um, the composer is a guy called Jed Kurzel who has done a lot of movies, but nothing that really stands out. Um, he did the Babadook, which is a movie I haven't seen, but everyone keeps recommending it to me. Australian horror, um, Overlord, which very, is very very Australian. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, nice mate is a monster. Um, <laughs> Uh, Overlord, which is a really underrated uh, World War II action sci-fi zombie horror. Really mm. cool mix of genres. Really cool. That's a effects. very cool movie. Yeah. So he did the score for that. He done, he's done the score for a lot of like underrated movies, uh, but also Assassin's Creed, which is horseshit. So. Was <laughs> <laughs> he mates with Fassbender? Yeah, he's done a lot of Australian movies. He must be an Australian mm. dude, because cause Covenant mm. was filmed in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, must be he must be Australian. That would be my guess from my detective. Yeah, so, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Tim, another nom- nomination. All right, well, seeing we were just talking about Australian movies, I'll throw, throw one out there, which I, I doubt it'll make the the top list but i just just thought of it and wanted to talk about it was it wolf creek which i think is a another one of those movies that's very sort of feels like it could happen like it's similar oh, did, to like didn't it actually happen it, yeah well it's think... ba- based on true story yeah. like it's oh, quite so they, it's, they it's probably, very loosely loosely yeah. based but yeah they hollywoodized it well kind but, of it's a strange but yeah like i mean when you're driving through like I mean, I've never driven through the Australian outback, but when you're just driving through like the middle of nowhere and mm. you're just always thinking about like, fuck, what would happen if my car broke down and what would happen if this like, yeah. crazy fucking, it's just, it's a very relatable situation. And mm. the fucking, the like killer in that movie is just scary as hell. So he's just this sort of regular Australian dude, but he's an absolute fucking psychopath. And <laughs> I just thought that was quite quite an original bad guy. Like you don't, he was quite human and, and believable, which made him even more scary. And yeah, it's just it's one of those it's one of those ones that just sticks with you. And like when you're driving through the country or something, you sort of it, it goes <laughs> through your mind, and it's just quite quite an effective movie. <laughs> yeah, especially driving in the outer Aussie, man. Those straight roads, you know, hours yeah. and hours. Is- you know the same thing out in the desert. You can, your mind can wander. <laughs> so yeah, and just the sure. dude, and just the fact that he's got a sniper rifle as well. Like the bit when even when they get away, and he just gets calmly gets out the sniper rifle and guns them down. It's just like fuck. <laughs> it's just You're rough. fucked. Yeah. Yeah. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah well, dread. You know, but you just you know you're not going to get out of it. 
And then he's like, have you ever heard of a head on a stick? And she's like, well, what's a head on a stick? And like, you are, you're a head on a stick. And then he fucking just guts her and fucking slaps <laughs> her spinal cord. It's like, fuck, it's so brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fucking brutal movie. And it's just, yeah, just another one that's, that's like, it kind of plays with some, like like I said, Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of hmm. thing. But it's, it's its own original thing. It just sort of stands on its own. And I don't know, I, I guess being from New Zealand and knowing Australia so quite well, it just makes it even more more creepy as well. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, right, Aiden. Nomination. Um, I was trying to think of a genre we haven't touched on, but instead, I'm just going to go with one of my favourites. I'm going with Candyman from 92. Mm, Candyman, can Yeah, so it's obviously it's it's a horror it has elements of a slasher movie uh it's a it's like a gothic horror um there's even a little like uh like a romance edge to it like he uh you know candyman is pining for um the the main chick but he wants her to take over his role so it, it's 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 a romance movie in a way but not if that makes sense um, it's it's a really interesting blend, and I love the way that it, it uses legend and and you know like he wants everyone Candyman just wants everyone to believe in him, um, and that's why yeah that's his whole his whole motivation. Um, uh, yeah, just fantastic performance from Tony Todd. Um, he's just got that booming deep voice that. It, yeah, it's 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 really haunting is is the best word to describe it. Um and yeah, I love the score. Um yeah, it just really really blew me away when I when I watched it because it's directed by um an English guy who hasn't really done much else. So I was just surprised at how really good it was. I just want to know did you guys say Candyman five times in front of the mirror? Fuck <laughs> no. No, God no. <laughs> okay, I did. <laughs> See, this was another one of those ones that I I think it came out when I was nine, so I wasn't allowed to see it, but everyone was talking about it. And everyone knew, like, Candyman and saying yeah. the name in the mirror and everything. And I yeah. think it was a few years before I saw it. And this was one that I think this one actually held up for me more than maybe The Exorcist did when I first saw it. I was mm. – because, I mean – the saying the name in the mirror is a very small part of the movie. There's like a lot more to it. So yeah. when you when you actually watch it, there's a, a lot to it, and there's all like the social commentary and just and there's another one of those movies that's quite that's patient as well. Like it takes, I think, is it about an hour before Candyman's even in the movie? Yeah, like it's a, it's a long like time. It's a long, long time because she's doing yeah. all the studying on whether he's real and stuff. Yeah, and interviewing the kids in the in that uh, project. Um, project building and all that. Yeah, um, it's it's yeah. very so, cool, and it's got yeah. the whole the whole white savior thing and just all all yeah. of that. And yeah, it's like it was it was it was quite interesting that again a British director um, did so well touching on like the the theme of uh, sort of poverty and racism in, in the US. Yeah, uh, well, I think I believe it is. It's written by Clive Barker, and I believe his story was actually set in London. And, oh, and they changed uh, it to Chicago. Yeah, they changed it to Chicago, which I I don't know enough about the background to know why they did that. I'm guessing it was studio and the where mm. they 
wanted it set in America because it's more can make more money out of that and stuff. But yeah, that's yeah, probably, the yeah. the whole the whole thing they went into Cabrini Green was like literally a real project in on like the bad side of yes. Chicago, and they yeah. they went in there and were just were filming, and it sounds sounds like they were quite naive about the whole thing, and there was gang shootings going on and stuff around them and mm-hmm. yeah it's a pretty crazy story yeah yeah uh also this is just a little little fun fact so obviously we talk about practical effects and um so the the actual bees in this are real and tony todd mm, negotiated yeah, a bonus a thousand dollars every time he got stung and he was stung 23 times so he got a twenty three thousand dollar bonus so nice <laughs> yeah so yeah, no, not bad. Just uh, I thought that was um that was a cool little little fact, but yeah, there's some there's some really cool um gore in this, but not in like I mean there, there's there's murders, but like the bit where he opens up his coat and it's just his his stomach his body is gone and it's just his bones mm. and there's bees everywhere. Really mm. cool. Um, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I just yeah I, I I love this is one of my favorite horror movies eh I I love everything about it I think I think I'm higher on it than most people like I think people like it but yeah I like love it yeah I agree I'm in the same camp have, as you on that one yeah I think it's it's definitely up there have you did you watch the the one from this year I haven't seen it yet I um I definitely plan on watching it um I haven't had a chance yeah. I think because it didn't come to cinemas up here cause I think we were in lockdown. When it released in cinemas, so it comes out uh, I think next week um, on um, physical. So I'll I'll probably buy it. Yeah, I found a way to watch it, but yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's it's pretty good. I think it's one of those ones where if it was just a standalone movie that was its own thing, it would probably mm-hmm. be better than it's got a lot to live up to. Being yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. and it, it's sort of it's. It is like a sequel as well. It's not a remake. So yeah, can you confirm is... something for me without spoiling the rest of the movie? But mm. can you confirm is the main character in the new one, which is played by uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen, I believe is yeah. his name. Um, is he the baby from the first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was the case. That's a pretty cool way to link it. You find you sort of find out about halfway through but they don't try to hide it like it's that's the yeah. name and stuff and I, I got it i got it from like when i saw the trailer for the new candy man i was yeah. like i wonder because they didn't say it outright but i thought oh i wonder if that's the the baby because it's it, like the timeline kind of fit so yeah oh yeah no that's cool yeah no, i definitely yeah. plan on watching it um, as soon as no, I possibly it, it's 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 worth watching like it's not going to blow you away but it's not it's not offensively bad or anything like it doesn't shit all over the original <laughs> yeah um and the the new one was actually written by uh jordan peele as well mm. oh nice who um yeah directed wrote and directed yeah. uh get out and us right well i'm gonna nominate get out since we yeah it's, it's a good good choice yeah very since good choice speaking of jordan peele probably like the best horror i'd seen in a long time i think um yeah long absolutely time. One of the one of the best modern horrors for sure. Yeah, yeah. So won't spoil it too much in case there's people out there that haven't seen it. I mean, what is it now? Four years old, something like four that. Four years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah the best one I've seen in probably mm. this decade. I'd, yeah. Um, it's lucky you said that because I was about to talk about the the <laughs> ending and and what 
the original intended ending was going to be and how it was much darker than the ending that happened. Oh, they they uh, actually filmed, they filmed the opening yes, ending as well. You, can watch, you can watch it. It's, yeah. It doesn't go down smooth. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard about that. So is that like a bonus scenes and stuff like that on the, it's, I think it's on YouTube. You can, uh, you yeah. can find it's, it pretty uh, easily. Let's just say it's not a happy ending. Oh, <laughs> but it's, 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 an, it's actually <laughs> what I expected to happen. So when it didn't happen, I was, yeah. I was, I actually surprised. was pleasantly surprised. So, yeah, yeah. I, I talked about liking gut punch endings, but I think that one would have upset me. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know what it well. is, so, but, mm. I, I'm, yeah, yeah, no, check I it think, out. You can. I think Get Out's one of those movies, though. Like the less you know going in, the better. Like I absolutely, I saw. I think I saw it. I went to like a preview screening. That was a. It was pretty. It was before it came out in New Zealand. It was pretty soon after it came out in the States. So I'd managed to hear like nothing about it. And oh, there's just so many twists and turns in it. You're just like, holy shit, like this is fucked. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah, so, so, it's just such a creative movie. Like so many yeah. original ideas. Like very cool. It's, yeah, it's one you, of the, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, just the, if you, if you start watching it, you didn't know what, you know, you didn't know what it's about. It's quite well done like that. Mm. Like you don't, it's, yeah, it, it's it's one of the ones where when I figured out what was happening, I I let out an audible. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, like, definitely. It, it's it's one of those. Not many movies have that effect on me. Um, but that was that was one where I just yeah, it was like oh okay, so that's what's happening. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, it's it's that exact moment when yeah, I know I know that you're talking about yeah. when you're like oh no 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 yeah. no no yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> And the the cool part is, it actually it does hint at it throughout. Like mm. it, it's very, it's not just a, oh, we're gonna chuck this at you. Like there, there's little breadcrumbs along the way. I like yeah, that. It's one that's very, very good to rewatch. Like yeah, 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 you definitely spot all the. I was little, just about to say that. Is, mm. I definitely need to do a rewatch because finding those things is quite cool. When you yeah. go back for the rewatch, you're like, ah, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. great, great movie. Right, yeah. Tim. Oh, sorry, mate. You want to oh, say I was just going to say okay. it's it's up there with the best horror movies of of the 2010s. Hmm, for sure, for me, for sure. Yeah, so I'll 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 stick with another horror movie from the 2010s. Just uh, we've done a lot of old ones, so I'll throw out another new one. It's It Follows from 2014, which was another one which is a really original idea, and you just. I just always think that's really cool when you go into a horror movie and it's something that you haven't seen before. Like, and this this one's basically that I I this is not a spoiler. It ha- happens like straight away where the basically the main character is being followed by a monster, effectively is trying trying to get her, and the only way to get rid of this monster is to have sex with someone else to pass the pass it on to them. So it's just a really, really cool idea. And it's one of those ones where you can definitely put yourself in the character's shoes and be like, what would I do in this situation? <laughs> it's just, um, and the mo- it's another one, the monster just slowly moves towards them as well. And it's just always moving, which is just always, always creepy when the, when the evil is like that as well. It's just an r- original idea and very well done. Yeah. Interesting uh, idea. Haven't seen yeah. it. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is one I haven't seen either. <laughs> um, it, it mm. is. It's not one I had heard about until a couple of years ago. Uh, mm. 
I don't remember who recommended it to me, but I haven't got around to it. But it's it's um, definitely a really cool um, concept, and uh, yeah, one I'm absolutely going to check out. Yeah, so I, I try I tried not to give anything away, which is lucky that I didn't end. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, just... I knew the basic premise. Yeah, but yeah, really, I, I love like original ideas like that. So yeah, so it's basically like an allegory for an ST, STD almost, but it's like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's just very very cool and very very creepy and yeah just you need you need to see it i'll, I'll yeah. say that <laughs> yeah no definitely definitely plan on it sweet i've noted that one down aiden nomination we've got, um, we've got 14 just there. okay i'm trying to think if there's anything major we haven't talked about yet uh, but i kind of I think so oh there is there's a couple yeah, there's, i'm sure there is i'm yeah. i'm absolutely sure there is that i haven't even thought about there's some um, biggies i think yeah too. so i'm going to also keep it in in the same decade um i'm actually tossing up between two i'm gonna go with the the less obvious one the less heard of one uh i'm going with a movie from 2018 it's called hereditary Uh, i've heard of this directed by uh, ari aster who i believe is australian no he's american i thought he was australian for some reason um anyway so it's it's essentially like just the the whole movie um there's obviously something wrong with this family. Like um, they seem like cursed. They seem depressed. Um, I can't, I, I won't spoil anything, but it's, yeah, the, there's obviously something going on. And it's actually what you talked about, Carl, how, what you enjoy in horror movies, yeah. um, how you've got to figure out what's happening and why. Um, it's another one that leaves little breadcrumbs along the way um, and actually gives clues as to what, uh, how can I say this without it gives clues to the fates of certain people early on. It, it's really clever the way it's done. Um, and the last half an hour, 40 minutes is probably the scariest thing I've seen in a movie from the last say 12 years, 15 years. Um, the last half an hour, 40 minutes is just batshit insane. Yeah. That was one that I went to see at the movies when it came out. And I just remember for that last 40 minutes, just the movie theater just being dead silent. Like, you know, when you're, when you're at the movies, there's usually like ruffling of food and people yeah, like yeah, whispering yeah. to each other and shit. And this was, this was dead silent. Like everyone was fucking freaked the fuck out just watching the movies. And it was, oh, it, yeah, that is, it is a messed up movie, but it is so good. Yeah. 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 Really fucked. Um, but I think it's also one where, the the reveal is is really it's it's well done but it's also i say satisfactory not in terms of how it makes you feel but in terms of the story like it it makes sense and it's it 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 all links up really well um yeah and just really 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 good performance from tony collette oh she's amazing tony collette's in there yeah, she's yeah, she's she's the 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 mother of the of the family, um, and she's so good in it. But um, and Gabriel Byrne too from um, Usual Suspects. Yeah, Usual Suspects, and uh, I thought I thought of End of Days with um, with Arnie, <laughs> where where he plays where Gabriel Byrne plays the devil. Oh man, that movie's pretty bad. <laughs> um, but Great yeah, soundtrack no, though. 
but um yeah no hereditary is uh definitely one of the scariest movies of of the last 10 years um and i would actually fully recommend it for you carl i think it'll be up your alley yeah nice and what about midsomar did you watch midsomar as well haven't got around to midsomar yet i actually own it um, on blu-ray i just haven't got Uh around to it you got the director's cut or the yeah yeah i do yeah oh that's good yeah that that one is probably equally as fucked up but very very different but yeah yeah creepy Um, as hell yeah yeah (laughs) i definitely going to check that one out because i love uh florence Pugh. yeah she's amazing yeah Right, my turn for a nomination. I think this movie might have the most iconic horror villain of all time. I think I think it does. I think it does. Big call. Yeah, it's, it's a big call, but you guys might agree. But Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger, is he? Is he the he's biggest? In the, he's in the discussion. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think. Who who would you say he'd be he'd be on the Mount Rushmore if you had a Mount yeah. Rushmore? I think. Yeah, he's you got, up you got, you got Freddie, you got Jason, you got Michael Myers, and I mean you've got Pennywise would be in the discussion. Pennywise, even I, yeah. Even if I don't think that it movies are on the same level as, um, like the, the original Nightmare and, and the original Halloween, I think they're a tier below. But um, yeah. Pennywise is definitely in the discussion. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Chucky maybe a, a tear mm, down. Yeah, yeah, Chucky. Yeah, you got, you got Leatherface. Yeah, up. like uh, I mean, to be honest, for horror bad guys, it's pretty much always slasher villains anyway. Yeah. Um, and unless you consider like uh, the Xenomorph, um, that would that would be a, yeah. a horror bad guy. Or do you, guy, or do you consider like Hannibal? Does Hannibal Lecter get consideration? Like. Uh... Yeah, I mean, he's, he's more kind of, of murderer, he's, like. Serious. I mean, he's a hor- oh. I think he's a horror character, but not in a horror movie. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been a little while since I've seen Silence of the Lambs, but he's almost a protagonist in Silence of the Lambs in a way, because he's helping Clarice find yeah. Buffalo Bill. Well, I think, and yeah, and then in Hannibal, basically, he is the protagonist of the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> like you're fully rooting for him to kill yeah. people. Yeah. Red Dragon too. I mean, hmm. But, but yeah, I, I, I think, think I mean that's that's an interesting discussion. For, I think that's a whole other <laughs> pod. I think <laughs> where Freddy Krueger has it, he has a lot of narrative. Like he, he's he talks a lot. Like he's yeah compared to like Jason and you know like yeah, Xenomorph I, I love who are voiceless. You know? Yeah, mm. I love Freddy Krueger. Like Freddy would be my favorite. The, I think the of, comedic of all aspects. Yeah, yeah, and he just becomes like I think. The first Nightmare on Elm Street, he's scary as fuck and just a terrible person and basically, what is he, a pedophile or, or whatever. Or, they, yeah, they uh, hinted it, don't they? In the yeah. First one. Yeah, and then, but as the movies go on, he becomes almost, not the protagonist, but I mean, you're rooting for him and you're watching these movies yeah. just to see Freddy fuck people up and that's... crack one-liners. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah. pretty cool. I think that's a thing that sort of happened with a lot of slasher sequels. They um they they made the the bad guy the protagonist in a way um by making the actual protagonist unlikable pricks. Yeah. <laughs> and you just want to see them die. So it's like you're you're making the villain the hero. And I think I think definitely um Nightmare on Elm Street sort of falls 
uh, under that a little bit as well. Yeah, but yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, one hundred percent is, is yes. that basically from like the sequel on. Even yeah, <laughs> even even maybe the first one. <laughs> Although yeah, Jason's not in the first one. That's that's a spoiler. Um, but that movie's 40 years old, so whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, although, I, I mean, I, I, we're going, sorry, a little tangent, but I love when Kevin Bacon gets fucked up in, in the original Friday the 13th with the arrow through the chest. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. See, I think that's one of those ones that just has aged so well because yeah. we, you, you want to see Kevin Bacon get killed. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> like, we've just got so much, like, he's got so much baggage now as just being a dick in so many movies. <laughs> Uh, I think like the whole um, sorry going back to the main movie here just the not falling asleep thing too like after watching it as a kid you're just like fuck what am I going to dream what am I going to dream about man you're just shit scared of going to sleep I remember like it took me so long to go to sleep that night after watching it so like if it affects you in real life like you know it was a good movie (laughs) Mm. yeah I think the the actual premise is pretty genius too because uh, you know if he comes to you in your nightmares like you can really get creative with with the kills and they do like is, is it the yeah. first one where he appears in the wall above her like leans out of the wall like oh, when, when man, in bed? i think that is yeah, the first yeah. one yeah and it was like basically just a, a plastic wall and he leaned into it um like think things like that and it just yeah you get real you can get real crazy with it rather than just oh he's walking through the forest with a knife oh he stabbed someone oh he stabbed another person you know <laughs> um also the first one uh film debut of johnny depp yeah ah yeah yeah what do you mean been so, young then yeah no i i i love the first one again it's been a long time since i've seen it so um, yeah but yeah it, it, yeah it's I think I think Nightmare on Elm Street's one of those ones as well where the sequels are actually not too bad. Like mm. um, Nightmare yeah, on Elm Street, I think I was talking about Nightmare on Elm Street three before the Dream Warriors, yeah. which is that's just a fun movie. Like and that that's one where you actually do root. If she has good um, protagonists and you actually do root yeah. them and like them, and you're not just hoping they die. <laughs> and yeah, and it's just they actually, yeah, they. They did. They didn't drop the quality too badly on on the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels yeah, as they did on a lot of the other ones. It's not like uh, yeah, they didn't send Freddy to space or to hell. Yeah, <laughs> or to Manhattan, yeah. <laughs> which is actually Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> if I gotta say, the Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake they made like a few years back, where I think Jackie Earl Haley was yeah. playing Freddy Krueger, and they just took all the fun out of it. And just made Freddy just like really evil. Yeah, and it was I, so so bad. It just yeah. they didn't they didn't realize what made those movies good, and they it was it's one of the worst remakes. It just made me angry watching it. I was actually angry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't see that one, but because I'd heard so many bad things. Um, where are you guys on Freddy vs Jason? It was like just uh, I wouldn't say it's really good or anything, but it was it was I could watch it. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's 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 fine. Like it's not terrible. Yeah. Like it, it's, uh, yeah. it's it has I, some fun moments. Yeah. But I fucking hate. I, I hate those movies like Alien versus Predator and shit. Like it's just obvious, just cash ins for the sake of it, and not a lot of creativity there. Like, yeah. Uh, there was there was going to be a sequel of Freddy vs Jason, and it was going to be Freddy vs Jason versus Ash. 
and it was going to mm. feature Ash from the Evil Dead series. So that could have been interesting. interesting. But yeah, like story wise, it's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, it does know, not make sense. Yeah. You know, he's, he's busy like fucking time traveling and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where do you guys stand on the Evil, evil Dead movies? <laughs> well, let's, do you want to do a nomination here? Well, and Evil Dead 2 is my favorite of them because that was like Evil Dead 1's good, but it's quite like a serious kind of, not yeah. serious, but it's more serious kind of horror movie than Evil Dead 2's where they really sort of found the comedy. And it's, yeah, that's really, mm. <laughs> really right up my alley kind of movie. It's just, just fun and violent and just, just good. <laughs> Yeah, I, re- I really love Evil Dead too. I, I actually like the whole trilogy. I haven't seen mm. the 2013 one. Um, yeah, yeah, the but, 2013 one is more in the vein of the original Evil Dead. I've heard it's very, very dark and, and serious. It is. I, I actually think I, I really enjoyed it. It's yeah. The I think it's the bloodiest movie ever. Like, not even, it's like, no hyperbole. Awesome. Like, actually, to, actually is. Like, it is... Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I think it stands on its own as just yeah. being a good movie, but it doesn't um, really relate to the originals at all. <laughs> one thing I will say, because I, I know uh, the basic plot points, I love the the concept of uh, the 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 new one, the reason they have to stay in this haunted cabin. Like with horror movies, like you get a, like a haunted house one. As soon as like a ghost appears, most normal people will be like, oh, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." But then in the movie, they're like, "No, no, we'll we'll stay here." But it actually gives you a reason why she's staying in the cabin. Um, and I thought that was that was really clever because she's on drugs and they're trying to get her sober. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was a really clever way to, you know, keep her keep her there. So yeah, yeah I, I think I definitely F- F- Fede, Al- Fede Alvarez, who directed that movie, he's yeah. um. I think he's from Uruguay. But did he do Don't Breathe? Yes. yes yeah, I love did. Don't Breathe. Yeah, that Don't Breathe is really good. He's he's quite, he's one of the better horror directors out there, I think, in terms of, I, he, apparently he actually, I'm just looking it up now, he wrote the story for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie we were ripping into. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe it'll be all good. Yeah, maybe, maybe it will. So, yeah, but he's, I, I, I like the way he thinks. <laughs> Yeah, he, he is quite fun. Yeah, so but yeah, he, I think uh, Evil Dead Two would be two. my nomination if I was gonna. I yeah. would, I would I agree would with that. Fun. I, I prefer Army of Darkness, but that's more an action movie than a horror. So I, I yeah, it, if one of them needs to go in, and I think it's two. Um, I think, I think two even removes the necessity of the first one because it sums it all up at the start. Um, yeah. <laughs> the I, I looked when I watched it. I was like, why did it do that? So I looked it up and apparently they lost the rights to the first one or something. So they, so they basically just reshot re- the second. story of the first one. So, yeah. It, it's something weird like that. Um, so yeah, but no, I, I, yeah, the second one, definitely. Okay, cool. We'll put that one down. So how many are we at and how many big 18. ones do we need to get in? We might need a rapid fire a few. Yeah. I've got a couple couple here that I just want to rapid fire. Yeah, in. yeah, go. Okay, Jaws. Yeah, I was, I was going to say where you stand on Jaws as a horror. Like, I think it, it is. Is it a horror? I think so. I yeah. mean, obviously, like a few of the other films here, there's, you know, the action 
or the actual horror sequences aren't, you know, they're not happening all the time, but it's the whole suspense thing. It's, it's the build up, you know, which makes it horror. Like out on the water there at the end, like it was just that sense of dread, like alien, like, you know, yeah, it just, it was, it was horrifying. So I, I think it's, yeah, I think it fits. And I think it's one of those yeah. movies as well where like you can't help but think about it when you go to the beach. Like it's, yeah. it's yeah, very true. Just very it's true. there. It's in in Yeah. And it's one of those ones where it's just in the zeitgeist. Like whether you've seen it or not, everyone knows Jaws. Like, yeah. 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 Everyone knows, you know, the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. okay. No, that's a that's a fair you didn't point. Go for I was from the next day after watching yeah. that as a kid. I was just yeah. didn't. <laughs> I, I was yeah, I was leaning that it's it's sort of over the test of time it's more remembered as a just a general blockbuster rather than a horror movie but no you guys have convinced me chuck it in there That's yeah cool. because i don't think whatever genre like i don't think yeah as a genre yeah. like you have to yeah you have to put it in something but yeah i guess people well, my my point was you know people don't list it when they list their favorite horror movies Mm. They just list it with their favorite movies, but oh uh, yeah, no, I like I, know I said, what you mean. You guys yeah. have convinced me. I'm I'm happy to leave it in there. I was on the fence anyway. That's why I sort of see, yeah. was seeing Brett. Okay, do you want me to quick? I'll wrap it yeah, fine. Some, you guys, you out. guys comment and yeah. Okay, Saw. Yeah, I'm I think, I'm a big I, fan of Saw. <laughs> I think the original. You have to because it started a whole subgenre. Yeah, it started the 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 torture porn genre, if you will. Um, so I think it has to be in the conversation. But I think as well, it's one of the only horror movies that's come out really since the eighties, which has spawned so many sequels. Like all of all of those eighties movies have got like, I don't know, yeah. six, seven sequels. Saw's the first one that's actually actually did that and pumped out a new one every year and I think that's gotta gotta count for something. Paranormal like was, activity is has a lot of sequels too. That's true, that's true. Okay, but well yeah, there's another no, one. Do you wanna nominate? Paranormal Activity, the first I one. I don't, I don't think so, but I don't. I don't like found footage, to be honest. Um, if you were gonna nominate a found footage, you'd Blair probably Witch. go to Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Okay, how do you guys feel about Blair? There's another one I was gonna mention here. I'm happy to leave it out, to be perfectly honest. But if, I think it deserves a mention. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, put it out I, there. I'm just. I'm just not huge on found footage. To be perfectly honest, and this is kind of. Um, maybe a, an odd take. My favorite found footage is actually Cloverfield. Uh, yes, that's yeah. that's fair. Yeah. So, but I, I don't think Cloverfield needs to go in there. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think Blair Witch Project. It, what it did um, was was huge. It was it was important. But yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the thing with the Blair Witch Project is that I think the marketing campaign is almost better than the movie. How? Yes. They really, yes, yes. really played up that it was almost a documentary. It was, it was, yeah, that it was yes. real. Yeah. yeah, and so I think that, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that saw it and thought it was real, which mm. is pretty amazing that you can do that. And I mean, yeah, it was sort of early internet, but still the fact that they did that was pretty badass. No, totally agree there. Uh, the Ring. That's a really good one. Yeah. I really like The Ring. Yeah, I haven't, seen, is, I haven't seen the original. I haven't seen the Japanese version. I haven't seen the Japanese version, but, but yeah. They're very, very similar. They're, they're not. It's not a lot different. It, it's a yeah. pretty close remake. But, I mean, yeah. The, I think the I actually like the American remake better than the Japanese version, I think. Oh, they just did a, 
they did a really good job of just making it really creepy. And yeah. I don't know, just even the there's, video itself, like there's just something about that sort of, I don't know, 1920s sort of looking video yeah. with all the yeah. slow frame rate and stuff it's just creepy as hell like just there's something see there's something about these horror movies like if there's a common element to life like watching tv or going to sleep like mm. like something you sort of have to do like you can't it's part of your life and you're gonna have to face it like sort of thing like yeah there's yeah it's it, it plays on that yeah. So. Yeah, and it's just it's another one that's just such a good concept. Like you watch a video and a week later you're dead. Like that's Yeah. It's like how do you even come up with that? It's like that's yeah, that's a cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> so we're putting it down? Yeah. Okay. I, think, I think we yeah. it needs to go on the short list for sure. Okay. Um what else do I have here? I had a few more jotted down. Um I did want to bring up uh, what was it called? Uh, we mentioned it before. Rosemary's Baby. I yeah, haven't seen it. I, I, I haven't actually it. seen it either. <laughs> okay, yeah. we can miss it out. We can miss it out. Also, Roman Polanski's a dirty pedophile, so yeah, fuck, so fuck him. Yeah, sweet ass. <laughs> I'm happy cool. with that. So when Carl Malone gets mentioned, fuck <laughs> Carl Malone. It's just like, no, you just get. Now, this. This film got quite highly rated. It's a recent one that I've seen. I didn't actually rate it that good. I liked it, but I didn't think it should be up there. But I've, I've looked at a couple of rankings before we got on. It's it's mentioned a few times, A Quiet Place. I wasn't a big fan. It was yeah, okay. I, I, thought it was, um, I thought it was good. Um, I, I, I mentioned it before. I, I love originality, and it is an original concept um especially like it it's yeah it's the the even it plays almost on the environment in which you'd watch it because you know like you go to the cinema and like uh when you watch it like you're like oh shit you're being quiet like subconsciously you're trying to be really quiet too because the movie's so quiet um so i thought i thought that was clever um i haven't watched it since it came out so i can't say whether it holds up and i haven't seen the sequel see i think that's another one of those movies where i think if you see it at the movies in the theater and with a whole lot of other people then it's a lot better than if you watch it at home like i'm not sure how you guys saw it but like you're saying being in the movie theater with everyone just being completely silent like that's it's just cool and definitely definitely added to it for me i I saw the sequel as well and that was i mean if you weren't a fan of the first one not going to be a fan of the second one they're basically pretty similar but yeah they're both both decent but without being amazing i think yeah it was a good watch just i just don't think it belongs in the top so top category oh i'm i yeah i don't think it's going to make the top there we we talked about it that's all good um day of the dead i would lean dawn of the dead dawn of the dead or even yeah. even Night of the Living Dead, but I think Dawn is better. I think Dawn is better as well. I think yeah. like the Night of the Living Dead's like Ramiro sort of that's <laughs> that was him sort of getting his foot in the door, and then he, I think yeah. Dawn of the Dead was the movie he really wanted to make. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Like it's it's yeah, obviously Night of the Living Dead's iconic because it's it sort of um, mm. repopularized zombie movies. 
Um, but Dawn of the Dead's just better in every way. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm happy with that. I think we can put it down, eh? Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah, I think Dawn yeah. needs to go in the discussion. Okay. Um, any more that you guys have thought of here? Um, I'll chuck a couple out that haven't been brought up yet. Um, the first one, uh, The Conjuring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think the first one needs to be in there. It's another one of the better horror movies of, of recent memory. Um, uh, what else did I have? Oh, Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, another goodie when I was a kid watching yeah. that one. Like that's another good sort of not family horror, but it's a good starter horror. Yeah. It's one of those ones where it was in the eighties where they hadn't sorted out the ratings yet. And it's yeah. a fucking PG movie. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? Has, <laughs> but it, it is actually PG, it, yeah. There there's no way yeah. that should be a PG movie. Officially directed by Toby Hooper, but Pretty much yeah. everybody says that it was Spielberg. Yeah, it definitely feels very Spielbergy. Yeah, Spielbergian. <laughs> um, one we did mention before too, Psycho. I I haven't seen it, so I can't even really. Yeah. I've seen. I feel like when I was younger. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it doesn't hold up that well. Like I feel like it it does like it deserves to get mentioned just because yeah. it's from 1960 and it's iconic but i mean i think a lot of a lot of the things that have been done in it have been taken and done better in other movies Fair cool um now i think we haven't mentioned and i, I don't know if they even make it on but uh, i think we have to mention so we you know we've got halloween we've got nightmare on elm street but there's also uh child's play and friday the 13th yeah I think Child's Play definitely for me over Friday the 13th. Even though I love Jason as a character, I just, mm. um, I don't know. I just don't think it reaches up there as those other 80s ones. I just yeah, can't. I mean, to, to be perfectly fair, <clears throat> Friday the 13th was just a ripoff of Halloween. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, that's that's blatant. Even the director of the original said the studio told him, just copy that but make it different. <laughs> How's that? You just copy that. Yeah. Child's Play was different. Child's yeah, yeah. I, I love the I shit. love the concept of of child's play. You know, the uh, serial killer gets a curse put on him and he's trapped in the doll's body. And I actually love all the sequels to Child's Play. Like that's one of the ones where I've seen every single movie in there. And it got like that. You had like Bride of Chucky when they bought it, <laughs> Tiffany, yeah. and he had his, and then she was just as crazy and like and they're killing people together. And then for the curse of Chucky and cult of Chucky, they're like they started really really not taking themselves seriously and they're pretty funny and just really creative kills and they're just fun yeah. movies have you yeah. seen the the episode there's they've released four episodes of the tv series i haven't watched any of them yet but yeah. i definitely definitely plan i to. don't think i don't think they're actually uh legally available here but no <laughs> you know there's there's ways um I had I had one more that I wanted to bring up. I don't know if it makes it, but I oh the fly, Cronenberg. Yeah. Um, I I love the fly. Like body horror, I have a bit of a mixed relationship. Like I love the thing, um, and but I've I've put off watching things like um like Video Drone and uh, other Cronenberg basically. But I watched the fly and 
it, it bore it, it gets pretty gross at times like some of the effects are really cool um but i just love it and it, it's essentially a uh like a love story um and and a, and a horror mixed together i haven't seen it so i can't comment on this that's it's pretty a, good it's, yeah they um, made a they made a musical of it which failed i did horribly. not know that it's fucking amazing <laughs> um but also, yeah, just just Jeff Goldblum, like incredible performance. I'll, I'll uh, jot it I'm, down. I'm I'm happy to leave it off. Uh, it just yeah, I wanted, I'll to, I wanted to I wanted to mention it. Yeah, I've uh, got I've got one like that quickly. I don't think it makes it, but I rank it up there for me as the cell. Um, I actually have Yeah, I know the one. I haven't. I, that's one I haven't gotten around to watch. It's Vince Vaughn's weird trying to be a serious actor phase. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he went. He did the Psycho remake too, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I just love. Um, do you? How do you pronounce his last name? Donofrio. Donofrio. Yeah, he was great in that. He's. Uh, I just, I like him in general. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, you should watch that man. Like. Yeah. yeah I just yeah, like the effects. Yeah, it's coming to Netflix soon. Like the, it's actually in the coming soon section on Netflix. So. Oh, nice. I'll I'll check it out Good when it comes watch. on. Yeah. It's one of my favourites. I don't think it makes it up there, but it's a goodie. Um, I just have one more I want to mention that I just uh, remembered. That again, one of my favourites. I think it's almost underrated as well in terms of the um, its legacy. Um, the American Werewolf in London. Ah, yeah. yeah. I didn't think yeah, about that one. Really fucking cool uh, werewolf movie. Um the there's actual, not enough werewolf movies. Not enough werewolf movies. There's hardly any. Like there's exactly. fucking tons of tons of vampire movies, tons of zombies, hardly any wolf werewolf movie. Um the scene where he transforms is incredible. And the movie came out, I think, nineteen eighty five. Um it's around there anyway. And it, it it still holds up to this day. Uh also, um nineteen eighty one, so it's even older. It actually is directed by we were talking about directors who don't usually do horror. John Landis, mm. who um, is a comedy director, did Coming to America, uh, The Blues Brothers, Animal House, uh, Beverly Hills. Well, he did Beverly Hills Cop 3. That's the worst one. But, <laughs> you know, he, yeah, he's, uh, he's still a, a good run, though. So it's a... Yeah, he's, he's a comedy director through and through. Uh, and then randomly did um, a horror movie, American Werewolf in London. So, it, I, yeah, I think it's... Um, really great yeah i'm a big fan of i'm a big fan of werewolf movies there was one a few years back called ginger snaps which i think is a canadian movie I which is actually really one. good that's another one that's it's, been recommended to me but i haven't got around to it yeah it's like a high school movie but yeah werewolf movie it's it's very cool um i i probably don't have any more that deserve a spot in the top 13 but one of my favorite horror movies which most people shit on but i'm a big fan of is hostile i i just uh, i i i really love that movie and that <laughs> that's another one where it's just i don't know like um arrogant american tourists going on <laughs> holiday in europe and getting themselves killed it's just it's <laughs> it's, it's fun to watch i don't know it's kind of like you're i'm i'm not quite sure whether you're supposed to like them or you're supposed to be hoping they survive or <laughs> thinking they deserve that. they deserve what they get but either way it's just fun and there's just some of the violence and gore in that movie is just over the top and 
cool. So I'm a I'm a big fan of Hostel. <laughs> yeah, Hostel's pretty good. I've watched Hostel. Yeah. Yeah, and then another one that I like is um, Rob Zombie. I, I actually quite like a lot of his movies, but he made The House of a Thousand Corpses, and the sequel to that, The Devil's Rejects, I think is just a amazing, amazing movie. Although I don't quite know if it counts as horror or not. It's I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's kind of a 70s exploitation-y movie with three serial killers just on the run getting up to all sorts of shit and killing lots of people but they're kind of likable at the same time and it's just a, a cool movie yeah i haven't seen devil's rejects um mainly because i watched and hated house of a thousand corpses yeah <laughs> so I, I was like i was like this is one of the worst fucking movies i've ever seen so i did not bother with anything else but you're not the first person to tell me that the devil's rejects is really cool so yeah I, see, I think I'll, I like it. I like the yeah, Devil's Rejects. I'll, I'll definitely uh, have to have to jump on it sometime. Yeah, as they took out the really out there mental shit from Thousand Corpses yeah. and made it much more down to earth and realistic and gritty and just yeah. fucked up. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a good one. And then another movie I really loved, which I doubt either of you guys are seeing. It's kind of not a big one. Was I think it's from twenty ten. It's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, I know the one. Yeah, which is no, just I, <laughs> I, I I love that movie so much. It's like basically, it's it takes sort of the trope from some like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the scary rednecks and stuff, but tells the story from their point of view, and they're actually really nice guys and misunderstood. And it's the teenagers coming to the to the country that are the bad people, and it's just it's. It's a it's a comedy, but it's very violent and very very well done. And I I love I love that movie. It's one of my favorite horror comedies. And then I think Shaun of the Dead needs it needs to be was, mentioned was, as when, well. When you mentioned Tucker, I was actually gonna say, you know, does Shaun of the Dead get in the on the short list? Yeah, I th- I think Shaun of the Dead's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's that. Yeah, that's one of the one of the. It's just as as a comedy, I think it's very very funny, but it's also a good zombie movie as well. So, yeah. um, we yeah. talked about Scream, uh, sort of playing with the with the tropes of the genre. Um, I think Shaun of the Dead does that incredibly well as well. Yeah, for sure. And then if you go in with another sort of meta kind of movie, Cabin in the Woods, I think is a really good one. Which I think it's a Joss Whedon movie, so it's probably yeah. cancelled cancelled now along with him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's just really cool. Like it starts out as one thing, and you think it's just like a regular slasher movie, and then yeah. it just goes in a completely batshit different direction, and that's really fun. Yeah, yeah, I I, I really dug uh, Kevin in the Woods as well. Um, yeah, just yeah, really, you don't know where it's going the whole time. It's pretty cool. No, and it's very very clever. I thought. And yeah. then uh, we mentioned the original It. I thought the new It movie, the first one, not the second part, but the first yeah. part was really, really well done as well. But yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. I think the second one actually hurt the first one. Yeah, that's what I, I have, think too. I have no desire to rewatch the the first one now because the second one was like it wasn't really, really bad, but it wasn't 
good. And it was three think, hours, and it was like, what yeah, are like, doing? I don't know if you've read the book, but it was very faithful to the book. And I yeah. feel like Stephen King didn't know how to finish it when he was writing it. And so the movie had the yeah. same issue. Like, the ending's just shit. <laughs> yeah. Although the book has, like, a space turtle, eh? It's, uh, it's, it's just dumb space shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like a, like a fucking cosmic... T- I mean, that's what happens with when you do... Well, because the whole idea of... Yeah, because the whole idea of the book was that it was you couldn't a person couldn't comprehend what it was, so you can't yeah. actually yeah. So it's all very very tough to film. And yeah. then one one more older movie which we didn't mention, which I think is pretty cool, is The Omen. Oh which, yeah, yes. Yeah, which is creepy as hell, like, and has some very cool kills in it, and it's just. Yeah, adopting a kid that turns out to be the son of Satan is just that's that's just a cool story. <laughs> a great concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean, just a little kid is the fucking devil. It's just yeah, yeah, that works for me. And the the scene where the guy gets decapitated by the sheets of glass sliding off the back <laughs> yeah. of the truck, and then his head spinning up in the air in slow motion. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's pretty epic. That one. So, and yeah, funnily those, enough. Um, the director Richard Donner, his work on that is what got him the job on Superman. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, oh, this guy. He, you know, I love the way he filmed that head spinning. Let's get him Superman. He's got a really interesting fucking filmography when you look at the movies he's directed. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, you go from the Omen to Weapon. Superman, Lethal Weapon, the Goonies, like. <laughs> oh wow, Goonies. Yeah, and then he basically just started making real crap after that. Like, yeah. got to like the, ni- they got to the 90s and ran out of Maverick, ideas. Maverick was cool. I really liked Maverick. Yeah. With, it's uh, all right. Mel, Mel Gibson. Um, and also, his last movie, 16 Blocks, was was actually pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I haven't actually seen that one. Yeah, Bruce Willis um, and Most Deaf. Oh, that's an interesting um, combo. Yeah, he's got a... Um, Bruce Willis is a cop and he has to get a criminal to uh, get him 16 blocks across town because he's going to testify and all the cops are crooked. I like that. Yeah, it's actually pretty well done. Awesome. Oh, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I've got one more. I just want to put in there because it's another one of my favourites. But yeah. I don't know if you... Definitely got horror elements, but I don't know if you can definitely call it a horror. Um, from Dust to Dawn. Yeah, that's, that is a cool movie. It's a very <laughs> cool movie. I don't... No, if it's a horror, I think well, the first it's, half. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean it's not movies. vampires. Yeah, but it, say it's it's like a movie which it's there's a definite like delineation right in the middle. Like the yes. second half, I'd say the second half's definitely a horror movie, and the yeah, first true. half's definitely the first half's not like a crime crime movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I a fun just, movie. Yeah, it's all good if we don't put it in. I just love that movie. Yeah, yeah. So Although Quentin Tarantino being George Clooney's brother, is that the most like unrealistic <laughs> casting ever? <laughs> uh, he only cast himself so he could stick Selma Hayek's foot in his mouth. Oh well, can't blame him for that. Yeah, yeah that's right. You can't. Uh, he he's actually really good in this movie, Tarantino. He is. He's surprisingly good. He yeah, yeah. Because he's he's not good when he mostly when he acts, but in this he's actually really well. He's really good. Yeah, mm. it's his um, best I, role for sure. Yeah, and I still think this is George Clooney's best role. Like, and obviously, it's before he became George Clooney. Like, he well, was I mean, that, this was this was his first 
first like starring role in a movie. Yeah, I think, he was he was and, that guy off ER. Yeah, and you just I mean I remember seeing him in this movie like this one. When did it come out? It was ninety six. Yeah, so I saw this like pretty much when it's like pretty soon when it came out on video, and I just remember seeing that. And going, Holy shit, this guy's a movie star! Like he just mm. charisma just jumps off the screen. Like he yeah. was like, yeah, this guy's gonna be big. You could just tell, and mm. yeah, he was. <laughs> For sure, right? Shall we? We've got a bit of a list here. We've got about thirty yeah. odd movies. Sweet. Um, I don't want to put it on the list, but I just really, really want to quickly recommend a horror movie if, if you guys haven't seen it um it's called the descent and it's Ooh, uh, yeah it's like irish or scottish maybe um and these these girls go caving and then basically ah, they're not yes, alone yes. they're not alone yeah. in the caves i have recommended it before i yeah. love it yeah you have recommended it before yeah. yeah i recommend it to anybody who wants a good horror movie to watch yeah and that cool. one that's like i I mean, just going caving in itself is creepy yes. enough, like yes. without the fucking like yeah. monsters in yeah. the cave you got as the well. Dark, like, you got the claustrophobic effects. Yeah, you got like and, getting and lost the, underground, like yeah, yeah. Which which they do the fucking their their exit caves in. Yeah, that's that's not a spoiler. That that happens pretty. All right, so we're gonna now trim down our list into a top thirteen. Um, I think we'll definitely have some definites here, some ones that we can definitely rule out too. I'll, I'll, um, I'll start on the ones that maybe we can rule out um, towards the end there first. Uh, quickly do, because there's 13 here, so we've got quite a big list. Or do we think we should go the other way? Maybe I reckon go the other way. Get the, the definites other way. in there. Okay. And then we can the rest can fight over the remaining spots. That's that's my okay. Yeah. Well, I think we'll go like how we did before, nominate, and we'll just we'll nominate, and then we'll just say yeah, yay or nay, um, and then we can go oh maybe a maybe. Yeah. Um. So we'll start. Aiden, I'll go with your one. You nominated Halloween. I think it definitely belongs top thirteen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I I think so too. It, you know, it invented. Arguably the most popular subgenre in horror. Yep. Lock it in. Yeah. Okay. Done. Lock it in. Tim. Yeah, I think Scream has to be in there if we're gonna. I agree. <laughs> I agree yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Definitely. These are our early nominations. Um, yeah. Even though I did your one, Aiden, but yeah, go for it, Aiden. What do you think should uh, be? Oh, The Shining. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Sure. No doubt about it. Yeah. Might be, might be right. the best made horror movie ever. Okay, I'm going to go The Exorcist. Now, I know Tim wasn't as high on this, so I'm, I think it belongs. I, say maybe if you guys I, I think it's a maybe. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, could I, go, think, I could go either way on it. <laughs> yeah. Let's put it in the maybe pop. Can we, yeah, can we uh, come, come back, back to, to it? it. Yeah, it's a maybe. Like I, I feel like Exorcist is one of those movies that's almost overrated now. It's just like if anyone makes a horror movie list, it's always right up there, just almost by default. Mm. And I don't know if that's accurate anymore. Mm. I think it changed a whole influence influenced a generation of people, though. I think. Yeah. So, but mm. but that's that's good. Maybe it is overrated. Um, We'll put it in the main. I, it's probably it's yeah. It's tough to say though because it's like it's just 
one of those movies that everyone knows and everyone knows what happened. So hmm. is it overrated or is it just because it's everyone knows it and it's so well known and well loved for because it deserves to be? Like, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> That's all right. We'll put it in the movie box. Tim, what's next for you? I would say Alien definitely has to be in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure for me. Yeah. Top five for me. Okay. Yeah. The Alien is in. Aiden. Yeah, we're filling these spots pretty quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think uh, since you guys convinced me that it is actually a horror, I think Jaws has to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. 70s, man. Those 70s were some good great horror so jaws so jaws alien the shining halloween screen those five we okay, have so we got eight own. spots eight spots so not too much room i think it's the best i don't like calling it a b-grade movie but a nightmare on elm street kruger's breakout freddy kruger being like to me is the most iconic horror villain um and he's you guys both agreed he's on the mount rushmore like in the mm-hmm. top group I, it's just a classic, man. I think. Yeah, I I agree with that one. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly it's a lock. fine with that going on there. It's a lock. Okay, Tim. So we've got down. We've got seven spots left. We're okay. nearly halfway. <laughs> uh, but we have gone to the most more obvious choices. Yeah, in saying I, that. I still think there's another at least one definite left anyway. Okay. I feel like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre needs to be on there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's that wasn't the one I was thinking either. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were going to say the thing, Aiden. Yeah, that's exactly what? where I'm going. Okay, yeah. Even though this is the one I haven't watched, I'm happy because what I have read and heard about it, it's it's up there. So, it's, Tim, I'll yeah. go to you, mate, on what you think about the thing. No, I, I, I think it's pretty cool. And having Kurt Russell in a horror movie is just awesome as well. <laughs> So the thing is in. So Scream, Halloween, The Shining, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Thing, Alien, Nightmare on Elm Street, Jaws, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, five more. The five spots left. Five spots. Just can like you, that. Can you go over what's what's left out of the pile? Yep. So up there we had we got Final Destination, mm. Carrie, Candyman. Get Out, Evil Dead 2, Saw, The Ring, Dawn of the Dead, Conjuring, Poltergeist, Child's Play, um, Shaun of the Dead, The Omen. You did have The Fly, but you were happy not to get in. Um, yeah. Some of these other ones won't make it like probably The Mist, Wolf Creek. Yeah, I don't know. I've watched. I don't know if that makes it for me. Yeah. Um, we both haven't seen It Follows. Hereditary, and I had the cell, which I don't think should make it. Um, so I think like the ones now. So we've got five left. I've already said the Exorcist, so that's a maybe. But I think Candyman, Get Out, Saw, those ones I'm I'm sort of nominating now as sort of the next sort of bunch. So is it? I feel like yeah, I feel like Get Out needs to be in there. I yeah, think. I think so too. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, it just sort of um, like it was an original IP, and until it came along a year later, 
it was the highest grossing horror movie ever Ooh, nice. i believe mm. it had like a three million dollar budget and it made hundreds of millions of dollars so well yeah. we set the budget for it only three mil yep it was a very small budget nice. i might have the numbers off a bit but um yeah, I'm just just looking it up now, but yeah, no, Get Out, I think has to be in that top thirteen. And it won an Academy Award as well, which is unheard of for a horror movie. Yeah. Mm. It probably should have won the Best Picture as well. So, really. Sorry, the budget was four and a half mil, and it made two hundred and fifty-five million dollars. Wow, creamed it. Oh, Peel nailed it on that one. Yeah, oh, I'm happy to lock that one in too. So that so that means we've now only got four left. So, Carrie, I think, deserves a mention. I've yeah. already mentioned The Exorcist. I really, I'm really high on Candyman Aiden, like, like you. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Candyman could probably get a lot I, I, I think, I mean, yeah, I think it has, I think it should go in. It's, I'm probably biased, but it, it's literally one of my favorite horror movies ever. Um, I just think it, it blends multiple subgenres of horror uh really well while also um you know with the social commentary as well which isn't mm. it isn't forced but it's there um and then just yeah little things like the score and the cinematography and uh the acting so uh this is something i didn't mention before i'm i, I don't think i'm trying to convince you guys i think you guys are on board but i forgot to mention it before so the lead actress virginia madsen in her scenes with tony todd who played Candyman she legitimately was hypnotized to make it seem like she's uh drowsy and under his allure um so yeah no i i love Candyman. i heard as well apparently she can't remember making a lot of the movie because of the hypnosis yeah yeah that's right yeah she's, <laughs> Which is she's so dumb. herself yeah yeah so they're out i like those stories and especially in horrors too like yeah. it's really cool and as i sort of said too it, it it incorporates a part of everyday life, the looking in a mirror. Mm. You know, like it's something you have to do. So when after you watch this, you look in a mirror and you and it reminds yeah, yeah, you yeah. back to yeah. the film. Yeah. So yeah, watching TV, going to sleep, all those things, you know. So I like it. So you're happy with that too, Tim? Yeah. Okay, let's lock it in. Candyman. So we have Scream, Halloween, The Shining, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Thing. Alien, Candyman, Get Out, Nightmare on Elm Street, Jaws. Does that three spots left? That's ten. So the last three. Shit. <laughs> this is going to be hard. It's going to be real tough now. I think Saw deserves a mention. I, I would put Saw in there. If I it think. Was I think. Me. Like I said before, I think you have to when it created one a massive franchise. Yeah, there's like what nine sequels now. Fucking Chris Rock just did a sequel to it. Yeah. Um, and also a whole subgenre. Um, so I think I think Saw has to go in there. And it had a brilliant little plot twist in it, like Yeah. The mission you know, like that you gotta solve it too, like the whole puzzle solving thing yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I've heard, I the, the sequels I'm not too familiar with, but from what I've heard they just go like the gore instead of the, the clever part of it. Yeah. I thought um, it was. Yeah. It was mm. so clever. Yeah, that's why I think after the, the first three, they all have jigsaw in them, and they yeah. kind of follow the same thing where all the puzzles are solvable. And then after that, it just sort of ups the gore and just 
that goes out the window and it just gets more and more over the top. They're kind of fun, but they're not good movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Saw has to be in there. Just just for its impact on the horror genre. Yep. Okay. Tim? See, I would say maybe the conjuring could also have a good argument to be in there. That that's sort of it's a really good movie in its its own right. And then it's kind of spawned a whole universe as well. Like yes. coming from it where you've got all the Annabelle movies and the Nun and a couple of sequels to The Conjuring and they're just printing money from it. And yeah, I just I just think it's actually just, it, Conjuring and Conjuring 2 are both really cool movies. Yeah, uh, The Conjuring's really good. What we talked about earlier is what the um, with using patience. Um, it doesn't, th- there's a few jump scares, but they're not really lazy ones. And then the one, my favorite scene in the entire movie is the basement scene mm. where she gets knocked down into the basement and you know something's going to happen and you don't know what. And then it's just pitch black. And then these two hands appear out of nowhere. I was like, oh, fuck, that was awesome. Yeah, that is creepy yeah. as hell. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Conjuring, I don't know. I, I, there's two spots left. I think it's got to be one of the top runners. But I think maybe we have to have another discussion once we finalize that group. Maybe. Yeah, I find it's, prob- it's probably tough to put The Conjuring ahead of mm. The Exorcist if you're talking like possession yeah. movies. Like that's, that's sort of where I am as well. Top. Yeah, probably a stretch. Even even yeah. if I like it more, <clears throat> it's hard to. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah, I I agree too. I'd have the exorcist above it. So is is there any more that you think we should eliminate, Carl? I'm I really like the ring, but I just don't know if it makes it in. Is it? Um, I really like the ring too. I could definitely see an argument for that. Like that was, it was. I mean, that's obviously a remake of a Japanese movie, but the idea is really original, and it's it was really creepy. And Samara it's is very a really, creepy. she's a really yeah. creepy character as well. And it definitely, I don't know, it's one that if you just like watch at home late at night by yourself, that you'd want to turn the lights back on sort of thing. It's, it's creepy. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a creepy fucking movie. I think it's it's probably almost underrated at this point now that like that we're not we're maybe not giving it as much. It, does, it, deserves, it doesn't really get brought up nowadays. Um, no, because you know, it didn't. It did get one sequel. Uh, oh no, it got two sequels. Sorry, it got the the Ring Two, which also had Naomi Watts, and then it had Rings, which I think was a prequel. I never saw it. Yeah, I never saw that. Yeah, I never saw Rings either. But it's it's not like um like say let's say Paranormal Activity, which has I think the seventh one just came out in the US. Yeah, boring. <laughs> There's only a cinema you can do, eh? Yeah, I think those, you can make them real cheap and you just easy money, basically. See, I think I saw the first four paranormal activities and I couldn't tell you anything about them. Mm. <laughs> they all blend into one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how about Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, that's that's deserves a spot. Yeah, I think that has to get it. Like, it's, like it's, it's so hard, but... We haven't like, had any zombie... Yeah, I think it has to. I don't think, because we don't have, I mean, I guess unless you count Alien and Jaws as, as monster movies, but like, yeah, there's, you know, it, it was it was Dawn of the Dead's very impactful on um, pop culture in general. Like, obviously things like The Walking Dead don't happen without, without Dawn of the Dead. Um, 
you know, there's even even games. There was uh, Dead Rising, um, which takes place with a zombie apocalypse in a shopping mall. Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, Resident Evil. Um, Army of the Dead just came out this year. It's not even close to as good as Dawn of the Dead, but World War Z. I mean, there's there's so many zombie movies. Yeah, World War Z. Yeah. Twenty eight days later. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a good one too. I didn't even bring that up before. That's that's a good one. Yeah, um, probably deserve to mention. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, thought about mentioning that one, but I just, yeah, I didn't think it'd make the top 13. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, again, I'm, I'm biased, but I think Dawn of the Dead needs to take one of those final two spots. At the very least, it needs to be in that top tier group mm-hmm. with the exist in terms of, you know, when, when we're finalizing the final two, that's in the discussion. Yeah. Okay. I well, think it deserves a spot. Okay. So we're ruling out the conjuring out here. So yeah. I just say, yeah. Conjuring gets bumped. So we still have the ring. Snap saws in. Okay, how okay, how about child's play poltergeist? I really like child's play. Chucky's iconic too. Yeah. Yeah, Chucky is really iconic. I think he's and on that's... the Mount Rushmore. He's I I still I, I, I agree that he's 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 awesome, but I do think he's a tier below the Halloween's and the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah, the movie, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I think he has to be a tier below just because mm. it, the whole point of Chucky is that he was a badass, but then he got stuck in this yeah. toy body, which makes yeah. him, I mean, he's still psycho killer, but he's, he's less of a badass now than he would be before. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe Child's Play goes in that, in that final group, but then even Poltergeist is, like, fuck. <laughs> so okay, evil, else? evil Dead too. Yeah, see, I love that movie, but it, I think it's tough to put I it think in Evil Dead too top thirteen. I think yeah. it gets bumped. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I think we can rule it out. Carrie, Carrie. Yeah, it's another one that doesn't yeah. quite I, I crack the top thirteen. Yeah, I haven't seen it in in long enough to really okay. say to be honest. But I yeah. really like it. But yeah. Yeah, I I obviously really like it because I, I nominated it, but I think it doesn't quite doesn't quite stack up to some of the other ones. That's cool. Uh, Final destination. Can it push ahead of any of these? I mean, you guys know no. my thoughts on them, so no. it, it's fun, but I I don't think it gets it. Yeah, no, not not to a top setting. It, it it needed to be in this discussion though because I think it was quite impactful, um, and quite an original idea. But it, it doesn't it doesn't get in above the ones we've already built. If it was top 20, I'd fight for it, but not top yeah. 13. Okay, can Shaun of the Dead with a comedy, can it, can it push into here? We don't, we don't have a comedy in there. Oh, I, don't, no. I, I don't feel like you can have Shaun of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead both. Actually, that's there. a good point. That's a good okay. point. Okay, I think we can and have I to think, rule out Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, Shaun, Shaun yeah. gets the bump, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for two spots, <laughs> we are left with The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ring, Dawn of the Dead, Poltergeist, and Child's Play. There's five. Five to get in there. <laughs> we can I nominate would... two each and see if any of them okay. match up. Go, Tim. What's your two? I would I would say <laughs> Dawn of the Dead and The Ring would be my two. Okay, Aiden? Uh, Dawn of the Dead, and I'd probably go The Exorcist over The Ring. Okay, so Dawn of the Dead's going to be in because I'm going to say that too. So that it's in. Dawn of the Dead's in. So let's go over the list. 
Scream, <laughs> Halloween, The Shining, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Thing, Alien, Candyman, Get Out, Nightmare on Elm Street, Jaws, Saw, Dawn of the Dead. So we're left with The Ring, The Exorcist, Poltergeist, Child's Play. So both you guys haven't said Poltergeist or Child's Play, so let's eliminate one of them. Mm. Um, oh, this is tough. This is really tough. That's so. It's so close. Yeah. Should we just eliminate <laughs> both of them, and it's either going to make it out of the final or the two. ring? Yeah. 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 Let's do that because I think I'd rather go. I mean, I nominated the Exorcist. Also nominated the ring. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Poltergeist is trying to say gone. So the Exorcist or the ring? Oh, man. I. I I really like the ring, but Exorcist is, oh, yeah, it's that classic K, hey, even though, yeah, we might think it may be overrated. Damn. Um, shit. Well, well you, you're the tiebreaker, but Yeah, you? I am the tiebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. A lot of responsibility. I have to lean the Exorcist. Fair. I, I love the ring, though. Like, if I was going to do a rewatch right now, I'd probably rewatch the ring. But. It's such a cult classic. Like it, it impacted a generation of of movie watchers. You know, like to our generation, it was really the kids of the previous generation, even the adults in that. You know, and was it like the first R twenty one movie in the country or something like that? It was really it, highly it rated. Could be right. R twenty one is that a thing? Yeah, or R twenty. Don't they call 18. it NC seventeen? No, they call it R. They just call it R, which ends uh, up being R twenty. Yeah, I want to. I'm going to have a quick look up of that. But there was something that was above the standard. Well, in the states they've got R, and then they've got NC seventeen, and they've got X. That's that's their ratings. Which... Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. X is X is just yeah. Well, basically, but if yeah. it's like some regular movies get. X, but then they basically can't get distribution because they're it's like a bit tainted. Even NC seventeen pretty much dooms a movie because R rated in the states means basically anyone can go and see it with their parents. Whereas mm. NC seventeen is basically like you can't see it unless you're over seventeen. Like New Zealand's ratings are much stricter than American ones. Like yeah. they don't they don't have like R sixteen, R eighteen like we do. Yeah. Well, uh, Maybe it was would have been one of the first, but there's one I just googled. Excuse me, I just googled it. There's one called The Split from 1968, which was a um, detective noir movie starring Gene Hackman, and that was the first ever R-rated movie. Okay. Maybe it was just in New Zealand that it was R21. It was something like that. It was a. I want to just look up R21, but yeah. Well, New Zealand just used to ban movies all the time. Like that used to be our thing. Mm. Like, um, I think Clockwork Orange, you weren't mm. legally able to watch it in New Zealand until like 1997 or something. Yeah, it was something crazy like that. Yeah, because I remember when it came out on video here, it was like a big deal because you could finally actually see it. Like, um, yeah, and New Zealand actually still bans quite a few even horror movies that come out now. Our senses are quite quite hardcore. So the Exorcist okay. was straight up banned in the UK. Yeah, straight up banned. Yep. That was when they used to, what do they call them? Like the, 
video nasties or something where they used to just ban like every everything that was slightly controversial. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Exorcist is more than slightly, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd have to do a little bit of his- research on the history here, so but um I just remember it having a extra classification in this uh, country. Yeah. I remember my mum talking to me about it. But um uh, yeah, we'd probably have to do maybe a it, bit more of a deep dive here. It was it was originally X rated. X rated. In the states, yeah. it was originally X-rated in the states, and then they edited out the the crucifix scene, I believe, to get it to an R rating. <laughs> Gonna drop it now, <laughs> and then you can mm. get the director's cuts now, which has that obviously put back in. Yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, yeah pretty so, Yeah, anyway, no, I just, I'm just reading it now. So, yeah, the they the ratings board said. Uh, if there's no sex or nudity, it could be an R-rated in the crucifix scene, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So they, they took that out, and it got an R rating, and then it got put back in for the director's cut. There you go. Hmm. All right, so that's 13. Our 13 best horror movies of all time. So let's go over Scream, Halloween, The Shining, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Thing, Alien, Candyman, Get Out, Nightmare on Elm Street, Jaws, Saw, Dawn of the Dead, and The Exorcist. Pretty good lineup there. Yeah, a lot of classics. Very, very solid. A lot of good rewatches in there too. That I'm going to have to do at some yeah. stage. Yeah, there's a couple I haven't seen in a long time, so I'm going to definitely jump back on them. I think Scream is first. Tim, what would you need a rewatch first? You reckon out of that list? I feel like out of those ones, The Thing's probably the one that's been the longest since I've seen it. Because I've, yeah, I've seen this the this, the prequel, sequel, remake, whatever, more recently than the original. So mm. that's the main one I got in my head. So I think I need to definitely need to watch the original again to refresh my memory. Because I, I know it was awesome when I saw it. Yeah, it's the one, only one I haven't seen out of these. So, oh, so good. Until, yeah, I'll need to I've watch got, it at some stage. I own, I own it, Carl. I'll lend it to you. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, well, that wraps it up. The 13 best horror movies. Definitely some goodies in there. Um, plenty of ones that popped up too that we'll have to watch at some stage. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Tim, for coming on and helping us out. Definitely got some good movie knowledge there, mate. Um, so, no, I appreciate that. That's ah, good fun. And, yeah, thanks, Aiden, coming on as per normal. Sweet. And we'll catch you next time. Over and out. <laughs>